Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week in league, BJ Leilua sheds 10 kilos, creating an even bigger space between him and Noffa. Rugby league irony strikes early as Bryce Cartwright's season is aborted by a careless coat hanger. The NRL is proud to announce that the only thing raped over the off-season was the Tigers' hooking stocks. Plus, we look forward to all the action for Round 1 of the 2021 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 380 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm back with my smokes, you degenerate little cunts. <laughs> <laughs> the Digi members would know that we did hint at some uh, some big changes to, uh, to the show in uh, 2021. And uh, <clears throat> we may as well start with the biggest changes first. And uh, that is we're going to be going twice a week. From, we are uh, going to be it's going not the fucking week. biggest change. Are you kidding? <laughs> Can you just fucking pipe down for a minute? Now, what we're going to be doing uh, this year is we're going to split up the recaps episode from the previews episode. And instead of recapping games on the Wednesday night, almost a week, full week after the first round had started, we were going, or the previous round had started, we we're going to do the recaps episode recorded on a Sunday night so it'll be sort of out you know late Sunday early Monday and then the regular episode which will have the previews for the upcoming week that'll be on the Wednesday night as per usual same release schedule so you'll probably find that each there'll be two episodes a week each will be shorter but uh we'll sort of figure out as we go how we sort of shuffle the sections and the segments out and uh you know bring in some new segments and uh we'll see how it goes from there it's uh, going to be a lot more topical, though. I mean, to get the to get the the recaps out of the way, like right after the round is completed, and uh, it's, and so it's just going it, to it just makes it a lot easier because I mean, as as people would know, we've sort of we have experimented with what we do with the recaps and things like that over the years, just because of the fact that they're sort of almost so out of date by the time we get to them. Um, but yeah, so so we're going to try this out and. Uh, should make it easier for us to produce, more topical for us to produce, and it gives you guys twice as much to listen to That's each it. week. And also for yourselves, you're not sitting there on a fucking Thursday morning trying to cast your mind back to what actually happened. The Thursday the week, a week earlier, yeah. The, the week before. So um, we're going to be a bit more relevant. We're going to have twice as much twill goodness for your ear holes. Let's be honest, though. It's the same amount of shit. Well, well, thank like, you. If thank you. Can, you. And, and, like, and if you if you can like have sex with your missus for two minutes once a week, or yeah, twice a week for one minute, it's kind of the same amount of shit. And just speaking from experience, may I, may I ask you? Well, it's not if I you if you would up your if you would up your 
if you were to up up your up your uh, your, your your incidences of having sex with your missus um, to twice a week over once a week, why would you only why would you come twice as fast? So yeah, why would you only last half as long? Well, but what, what I'm she only gives me a certain you. amount of time in the same room as that. That that <laughs> okay. that's a fucking that is a tiger's attitude <laughs> that you're rating things by how many times she had sex with you, where I would ask you, in the first example, how many times did you come? I can't remember. So you've, you've fucked her once Could, a week for two minutes. The answer, the answer is once. The answer is once. In the second example, twice a week for one minute, how many times have you come? Twice. Twice. Welcome to the Penrith Panthers, son. Welcome to grade two, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh, bring in grade so yeah, two kids into sex it's, conversation? It's great to be, it's great to be back. I mean, this episode's yeah, it's going to be more, cha- great to a, be a back. more challenging. It's a more challenging three way this week because we're all you know doing the remote thing because reasons. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> when Jared's back in the in this in the studio, it'll be uh, a little less congested on the old Skype machine. But uh, look, it's great to. I mean, honestly, all you know with. You know, all jokes aside, it's it's great to have uh, have you back, real dad. Thanks, buddy. I, I don't even remember it. how many years it's been, but it's been fucking plenty. Too fucking many. And uh, you finally you finally back. Uh, I guess <laughs> I guess you found out the smokes are too expensive these days. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's a fucking long way to go for a packet of menthols. <laughs> Someone's reminded him that you can buy vapes online. <laughs> So now he's stuck at home. So now he's stuck at home. There's only only one of us in the group that's new age enough to vape, mate. Oh, you you quit that shit, didn't you? Yeah. Well, Glenn Glenn wasn't around for my stroke. Yeah, true. I've I've been around for the aftermath, though. That's been enough. He's looking very shocked about the whole situation. Anyway, let's get on to some footy talk. Uh, Yes. Look, I think the big, you know, if you want to talk about news, I think the the biggest news story was saved for today. I mean, the old the old meme has always been that, you know, the NRL saves the news for the day that we're going to record, and one of the one of the bigger news stories happened today, and finally, we have to retire one of our one of our favourite enemies, <laughs> Captain Cuntox, has retired officially from the National Rugby League. Yes. Why wait till today? In... Why wait till today? Because we because we're recording today, and you've got to get your news out when Twill's recording. It's just a yeah. fucking, it's the it's, it's the way it goes, man. <laughs> Where have you fucking been? In Toowoomba. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Um. So look, let's be let let. let, let uh, I don't want to get into the whole argument just yet anyway about, you know, oh, you know, oh, he's the greatest of fucking all time, blah, blah, blah. I mean, what you can absolutely say about the guy is that as a player, he was um, extremely durable, has had very few injuries, missed very few games through injury throughout his career, which gave him an incredible longevity. Yep. Which allowed him to amass a huge amount of games played. Um, and, you know... And all the achievements and you know the, the the victories of the grand finals. Oh, sorry, I should say the premierships he was allowed to keep. State of origin and all of those all all of those yep. uh, you know accolades that he collected. Yep. Throughout his NR career. 
the fact that he's also well, I mean, like, I liken him. To, he's like the Forrest Gump of the NRL, except instead of instead of popping up across like all of these major historical events across the United States, he's basically he pops into almost every instance of like cheating country across the duration of his NRL career. Yeah, he's just so he's like the Forrest Gump of cheating oh. cunts, and I mean, like, isn't that interesting? That's probably the first time in history that somebody could potentially be referred to both as Forrest Gump and Jenny's cunt. <laughs> Where I was trying to think of how we're away how, for 2021. I was, I was thinking of I was I was the I was I was trying to think of a way to bring in like a like an age an age riddled cum dumpster into the into the equation, but I, but I didn't want to do Barb that way. Um, yeah, look, you, there's there's some some perspective needed here. And one thing about all this fucking you know, goat talk is that it is heavily influenced by American sports media because mm-hmm. there are raging debates once every little while in two sports in particular. Like you don't mm-hmm. tend to hear um, these these chats or, or discussions or arguments come out of baseball. Uh, yeah. Probably A, because baseball is shit, and anybody that likes it is fucking worse than people that enjoy cricket. Uh, and, I feel like and that's directed that, at one I, human being. I just feel like it's very oscillated. It, it, it is, and uh, Sharky Dave knows who he is. Uh, but it, the, the discussion in basketball is warranted because almost anybody on a team you know, can potentially have massive impact on a game, you know? Yeah. Um, like a, there was a, a tweet that came up today, or like one of those fantastic, uh, you know, on this day sports sites. Yep. And it was talking about when Kobe Bryant at the, near the end of his career, like went on this fucking 40 point a game average run to drag the Lakers into a final spot. Yep. Like legitimately carried an entire fucking organization on his shoulders. Uh, then you've got the talk around American football, mm-hmm. where even though there are far more players in total on that team than there are in a rugby league field, you know there are certain players that have far more impact on a game than other players on the field. Like just, just by will of how the game evolves and how it's played. So your quarterbacks are, are going to be the, the ones in the GOAT conversation. I think while Cameron Smith was a very, very good player, he also benefited from playing alongside some generational talents. Yeah, sure. You know, he, you take Cameron Smith and remove him from a team that has, you know, one of the most influential fullbacks and one of the, the best uh, defensive organisers of, of certainly the modern game as Billy Slater. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you take somebody who was as meticulous and with such an attention to detail and with such a low fucking variance between his performance in games as Cooper Cronk. Mm-hmm. You know, take, and then that or, in the Origin Arena especially, playing with everybody from, from Darren Lockyer um, to Jonathan Thurston 
to yeah. to some of the immense forward packs. Yeah, that they I was had, just about to say, know, how about some of the yeah, forwards? How about some of the forwards yeah. he played yeah. behind? You know, from yeah, the position it, that he know. played, you know, to play behind, you know, not only at the Storm, but at a yeah. representative level. Um, like you say, it, the, the guy is a, is a fantastic talent as a, as a footballer. but and a, and a great footballing brain. Absolutely. Yep. But you know. how many of the, you know, how many footballing brains of his equal have been mediocre first graders because they haven't played with the caliber of That's the it. rest of the spine and, and the forward pack that he, yeah. in his position primarily as a hooker, has um, yeah. has has had the benefit of playing behind. Yeah. So, you know, you you look at and and the obvious one that comes to mind, and this is an extreme example, but the old James Maloney thing, of, of was pinged for that many missed tackles. That, that he, but what he used to do was get his body in front of people, mm. and stop their forward momentum enough that he'd end up on his ass, but then help could come in and finish the job. Like Cameron Smith yep. will never ever go down in history as a great one-on-one tackler. I think Cameron Smith, the, the he thing was... that that he benefited from more from the players that he played with, and and you know, as I said, the forward packs that he played behind was the charmed run that he had in the media. Because there's been players that yep. have been guilty of far less, um, you know, questionable acts certainly on the field, let alone the off the field stuff, um, contra- you know, two contracts yep. and stuff like that. Um, that have been guilty of far yeah. less that probably weren't didn't have the same profile and weren't of the same talent that have been and swept swept by the wayside because of those sort of misdemeanors which pale in comparison to chicken wings and fucking chokes and collar, you know, <laughs> all, all the rest of it. So. I, I would I would also suggest that there is something to be said for the NRL's want for the game to be expanded in Melbourne. So yeah, again, absolutely. you take Cameron Smith. And put him at a club located, you know, put put him at Parramatta. No, no one fucking cares how many Parramatta fans whinge about the judiciary or refs or the media or whatever it is. But fuck, we're trying to cultivate this fan base in Melbourne. If we you know this is this, it had to have gone into some of the decisions. But um, look, we talk about narrative you know, teams over the course of a season quite often. He's mm-hmm. he's a real narrative. Narrative talent, you know, right place, again, right time, right teammates. Particularly as he, particularly as he started getting up towards like you know the the, the records in terms of games played sure. and, and things like that. And, you know, the whole situation. <laughs> then then the narrative started to change towards you know what a great player and the longevity and and you know this this and yeah, that and you know giving the it. rings to, to Barb etc. And then the, the focus was taken off the way that you know he was trying to fucking push for a penalty act in a cunt while Alex McKinnon's lying on the ground with a broken neck seemed to be fucking yeah. you know quadriplegic and you know choking cunts and you know missing the 2008 grand final through chicken winging yeah. and uh, you know being one of the central three characters in the salary cap thing. Of all the things yeah. that yeah. Cameron Smith is guilty of in his career, both on and off the field, I think that the fact that um, he had some part to play in Alex McKinnon becoming a some sort of commentary um, contributor is, is possibly his, his, his worst offence. Okay, is there any other news stories you want to talk about? Let's do a quick run through and see. Uh, let's talk about the season ahead, hey? Sure. Um, yeah, look, there, there wasn't a whole lot of news. 
most of the stuff's around around team changes, and that'll be covered off in the teams anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I reckon we just alphabetically hit the teams this season, and uh, just give me your thoughts. We'll go through them one through one through sixteen, and the first on the list then will be the Brisbane Broncos. I don't real dad's uh, second team. You're you're a piece of shit. Let me just say once again for the record, that is that is not the case. But it doesn't seem to matter how many times I say it to you, Nathan. You just seem to, you, you're a real narrative guy. Someone needs to find the the soundbite where you you were talking about the Broncos and you said and and you said we. Yeah, I said a lot of stuff. You said it. I said a lot of stuff when I was it. tired. You said it. What are you going to do? Pretty Wrong memories. Told, we don't forget. No one forgets. The internet doesn't forget. I told you I loved you plenty of times too. That was way bigger loads of bullshit than me saying anything about the Broncos. So. I don't think the Broncos have a great side. Your personal aside. <clears throat> I don't think they have a great side. Um, I don't think Kevin Kevy Wilders is a great co- coach. And, um, you know, when we spoke last night, I, I made the comment that, you know, if if they're making a, a decision on, on one of the most critical positions in their team and their choices are Brady Croft and, and Dearden, um, that, that speaks yep. volumes for the, for the trouble they're in, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, and you're fine with teams that they get the spoon. It's I mean, while it's not unheard of for them to go back to back. Usually, there's there's there is like a bounce effect because you know the spoon is obviously a you know an inglorious honor that nobody wants, and especially a proud club like, like the Broncos collecting their first one ever. You would expect somewhat of a bounce, and then you get the old boy coach in there, the one that the fans sort you know they kind of wanted, and it seemed like the club kind of wanted to to be their coach, but. The things that people had doubts about with Kevy seem to be bearing out already before a ball's even been kicked off. Yeah. And and when he was supposed to be the guy to come back and bring the old boys back on board and everything, and then you hear him having, you know, having fights down the fucking Normandy Firing. or whatever with yeah. with with the old you know, the old boys, you go, Well, holy shit. <laughs> that yeah. didn't take long. Yeah, that's uh that's not gonna go well. Like, yeah, would he punted Corey Parker and and which you know, yeah. right, rightly so. Apparently, you, you Corey Parker is an absolute year, fucking. You give him a five-year deal for that alone. Yeah, that's it. Um, God, on on paper, I, I don't, I don't think the Broncos have have a bad team as such. I think there's a lot of pieces in their team that they will need to be very, very good that I don't think will be for the season. And by that I mean, if you can get running, constantly moving, elusive, chip-kicking Anthony Milford for, for 20 rounds of the season... We haven't seen then, him for 20 rounds over the course of his duration at the Broncos, combined. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't like see Like 2015 and that was it. Year. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm saying. If... And it wasn't as if he was sort of on this trajectory where he was a little bit lost and then Kevy's the guy to to come in and bring him back to form, I don't think. Um, last year, at the beginning of the season, the Broncos' results were going to live and die by their forward pack. And that forward pack is much weaker this year. You know, they've had some big losses in troops. Everyone else is a year older. There's been talk about some unrest and other people wanting to get out as well. Um, plus their problems in the in the halves. I Broncos are a bottom eight side this year. Absolutely, and a big yeah, and a, and they, they're a legitimate chance to actually back, double up on the back spoons. to back spoon. Yep. Yeah, I, I 
Yep. I tend to agree. Okay, and uh, next up on the list, the Bulldogs. Serious contenders. What do you reckon, Glenn? Serious contenders for the spoon. Don't rate yeah, them. I would agree. I don't think they'll be. I, would agree. I don't they're think right. they'll be well coached. I don't think Barrett brings the. Um, this is the truest irony, but I don't think Barrett has that. Um, ability to bring the the fucking old boys or the dogs of war thing that Dean Pay tried to lay claim to. Um, so and look, honestly, that's not that's not one hundred percent. That's like a, not a hundred hundred percent necessary either, though. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think, think of all clubs that like narrative. to hang on to um, to historical fucking success. The Bulldogs are one that that try and lay claim to it, or you know. This dogs of war. They haven't been dogs of war since the fucking eighties. To be honest, the only, yeah, the only yeah. fan base that's yeah. more deluded than the fucking bulldogs is Parramatta. Yeah, but, but look, I mean, let's, I let's just did, did you not see the fucking bet that went on today? No. Some some clowns put eight and a half grand on the Tigers to make the top eight. Yeah, that seems rational. <laughs> At only three dollars <laughs> fifty. Yeah, see, the bookies know what they're doing, and that punter knows what he's doing. I, I don't see it. It's, it seems like a mutual arrangement, mutually beneficial arrangement between two uh, perfectly sane parties. I don't, I don't understand what he's talking yep, about. Fantastic. Look, the problem. Look, the problem with the dogs last year was that they they couldn't sport. They couldn't sport, score points at all. Okay, so I mean, they brought in a great. You know, Kyle Flanagan is a great buy for them. I mean, he was one of the top. You know, three point scorers in the last season. Yep. Um, Corey Allen had a great. You know, tail end of the year, and you know, the yep. great origin series, and sort of a, yeah. you know, came out, you could like you know, announced himself. I mean, he was great for Souths, you know, the whole season, but I mean, he really announced himself, you know, getting into you know, origin in a very you know, both sides bringing in their third string guys at times, just yeah, the, yeah. You know, injury depletions. Um, they brought in they, they got Nick Kotrick as well, who's a great buy. I mean, they you know, as, as far as you know, they're moving on the market over the off season, they were probably one of the you know, better sides, but they had they out of all the Size, they probably had the most holes too that needed yeah. to be filled. Yeah. Um, and how many Trent of Barrett, them did I mean, they fill? Yeah, well, like, that's it. And I mean, Trent Barrett is like, fuck, he's the narrative media darling coach. If, if you like, believe them, he can, he can do media. no fucking, he can, he can, he can fail at every juncture. Like, um, the, the way that he, the way that he was run out of Manly, next year he gets a job at the Panthers as an assistant and then he rebounds into a first bound, first grade coaching job the very next yeah. season after that mm-hmm. it's just it's it's unbelievable i mean the way that you know it's there are some guys that had tremendous coaching efforts get sacked through whatever means yeah and they haven't coached again yeah. and you're like and and i i don't think that i I'm, i think we're going to find out this year i mean well look it's going to be either the penrith or the dogs one of the teams are going to find out how fucking good barrett really was yeah, yeah. I I suspect I, I, do I suspect think. that Penrith's going to feel the uh, feel the impact far less than the fucking Bulldogs. Oh yeah, I would imagine too. Yeah. But you remember and in the media last year they were trying to give like credit. They were trying to give him credit like he was the reason why their attack was yeah, fucking buzzing. They, they were setting him up. And and look, here's the yeah. thing: we we say it with all the clubs that are, and, and we say it with head office. Uh, it's an old boys club and jobs for the boys and but up but up but up but up but up. It's like that within clubs as well, like between club to club. And the yeah. fact that Barrett comes with Gus's blessing 
gives him a lot of fucking upside to a lot of clubs. Yeah, I, I think people um, underestimate the the influence that yeah. Gus Gill... Take his media presence out of it. His, his presence amongst the, the league or the show... Is yeah. is far greater than than people give him credit for or, or realize. I feel. Yep. But I remember when he was asked if he would take the job to be, you know, the 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 boss of the ARLC, and and he was just, and he's like, you know, no, I'm not interested in that job. And the reason he's not interested in it is, is because a guy like Blandy's, he has his ear. I mean, he 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 works him like yeah. a marionette. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to be the boss of the fucking. Mm. Commission exactly because he can exactly. because he can tell the boss that he can have the boss of the commission do his bidding without him having yeah. it on his fucking shoulders exactly and, so and has very cleverly very cleverly put himself in positions where where he, he doesn't really have to take too many of the shots like he got a lot of shit at Penrith for the five year plan but yeah. would always would always come back with well the football department wasn't my job my job was getting the junior system up and running my job was having pathways there my mm. job was having the best facilities. Which, you know, which, Can't really fault that. He, exactly. And he came back um, when he started at the Warriors. Everyone was going at him. And he just came back to every single tweet with, uh, recruitment is not part of my job description. I have nothing to do with, with recruiting players. I have nothing to do with recruiting players. He's, he was there for, for operations. So, um, But no, I agree with everything that you have said about the Bulldogs. And I will add that Sione Katoa, is still the biggest attacking handbrake in rugby league, and he is their first choice number nine. Because yep. t- talking about plugging holes at the dog, from uh, the stories you read, their issue is that too many of them were trying to plug the same hole, <laughs> uh, including former number nine Michael Leisha. <laughs> so, uh, yes, another spoon contender. Yes, yeah, and I'll speak to that. Okay, and yeah, no, next up we've got the Cowboys. So they got the new to- new coach, Todd Payton, coming in, uh, fresh off the back of uh, an inspirational uh, pinch-hitting position as a head coach of the Warriors after they uh, stacked uh, Sack Carney you know, earlier in the season. Uh, obviously, they he sort of brought them together and they had a, a you know a sort of credit- creditable showing despite the fact that they were sort of based on the Central Coast, based in Tamworth and away yep. from their family for the duration of the season. Uh, so obviously, a bit, you know, a big get for the Cowboys. Um, what else have they got going for them that's going to make them... Uh, further up the table than they were last year. The, the Cowboys have got this funny fucking mix of really young kids and cunts that you're looking at going, fuck, have you gone a year too long? Mm-hmm. And and it just, it, it doesn't seem to, to sort of, you look at the young guys and it's not like, well, you're all young, but fuck, you've got some energy and excitement and you bring, you bring some, uh, some spark to this team. And you don't look at the old guys and go, oh, you're that fucking crafty old veteran. Um, I do like Drinkwater. I think Drinkwater is absolutely fantastic. Again, it's a long fucking season. And I think the Kyle Feltz and the Isan Masters uh, are, are just not cut out for, um, for the rigors of a full season. So you have guys like Tom Malolo who is going to do what he does. Yep. I was having this conversation today and bandied around the idea that if like, if Tom Malolo was available for the money he's on now, 
would you take him at your club, knowing he's going to make 200 metres every week? Or would you take a forward who's going to make, you know, 120, 130, but be quick to his feet 80% of the time for a play the ball? I'd take Tamalolo. I'd still probably take Tamalolo, to be honest. Yeah. The okay. problem is, not, the problem is not with Tamalolo and what Tamalolo does. It's the fact that it's the way they, it's the way they use him. I mean, like maybe using for a decoy now and then. He's so fucking damaging. You know, he's getting two hundred meters a game. So that, you know, you that, sorry, that, that's the point I was trying to get to. Like at the moment, he's just stat padding. And again, he works fucking hard. I'm not discounting how hard he works. But but what's his two hundred a game getting you? Really? Yeah, what, really, what are you doing off the back of it? At best. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and That's like it. you got like a Michael Morgan as well. I mean, like he's been cruel by injuries, but he was fucking terrible. Like, do you know how bad he was when he came back from injury last year? Mm. Towards yep. the, ta- you know, the last third of the season, yep. like remember that first game back he had, and he was just like an absolute fucking passenger. He was so terrible. I mean, like a shadow of the guy that uh, killed the Broncos in twenty fifteen. But uh, I don't see, I don't see great things. Coming. I mean, like I think they've got a great coach in Peyton. He seems to be be able to you know get a side up for it when when the backs are against the wall. But man, their defense was poor last season, and I just I just don't know if they're going to have the points in them either. I don't know about the depth. I think there's there's plenty of names on paper that will make them competitive to a certain degree, but over the grinds of twenty six weeks, I, I think you know. Bumps and bruises yeah. and niggles and injuries and minor and major knocks and you know I I, I don't know that they've got the depth because once you you know in their you know you look at their starting side this week there's a few names in there that you know like, that guy's that guy's a fringe first grader at best so if that's the guy that's starting round one if you if you start yeah. cop, copping yeah. a few injuries you you're in a world of hurt. And don't forget, they lost two of their big contributors too in like the retirement of Gavin Cooper Mm, and then losing Asiata as well to the Broncos. I mean, those are the two of their most reliable Mm, characters in the side. That speaks volumes I'd love to see Jordan McLean have a good year though. Would fucking love to have see Jordan McLean have a good year. He's got all the tools to be be a great And he's going to have to really. I feel. He's... um... Fucking Mitchell Dunn. Could you have a fucking name... That draws from the fucking worst two pools of society. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Movie on dragons. <clears throat> Will the dragons be able to uh, break their terrible addiction to uh, confectionery suppositories in 2021? <laughs> or will it be more of the same? First thing, coaching change. Hook, Anthony Griffin. How do you rate him as a coach? Is he going to be much better than McGregor? Look. Is he going to be better at all? Using letters instead of numbers, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I would rate him KKK. Yeah. I'm sure uh, you know people like Dusty and Lomax feel very secure in their roles. Um, I, I, I find nothing to recommend the like. There's uh, Lomax, Dufty, I guess. If the Dragons finish second last, they'll consider it a, a successful season, as from where everyone yeah, expects think, them I to finish, real... and probably where they themselves expect them to, themselves to finish. 
They're, there's nothing. Yeah, they're, I, everything about the Dragons is rubbish. Their fan base, their playing list, the way they play football. Uh, yeah. But if lost Frizzell, ushered ushered Cam McInnes out the door uh, a year early, and then he uh, you know proceeded to do his ACL or something, so he's out for the whole year anyway on the sidelines. Um, they, they, their forward pack already wasn't great. I mean, that further weakens it. So, the, you know, Paul Vaughan yeah. and Tarek Sims, probably the only, you know, like the lone hand guys that have to stand up in the middle. There's just yeah. very little, very little to recommend them. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when you're putting and- Andrew McCulloch as, as a replacement for Cam McInnes... And and that's the best. But that's after yeah. you've shunted. Yeah. Your, that's after but, you've shunted. But that's the you know, guy you go to. Players. That's that's your best option yeah. that you have available to you. I mean, there's there's scraping the bottom of the barrel, and then there's not being able to find the barrel to start scraping in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So definite yeah. bottom four. Good yeah, the, chance. The obvious obvious answer there is that is that Hook is very much somebody who feels that he needs to have his own people around him. Mm-hmm. You know, remember the end of Mary's tenure? And McInnes was always the player, like even at the end, when you knew it was coming, you know? Yeah. When, remember there were those stories like about how, how Mary wasn't even allowed to make the team selections. There yep. was a committee that used to yep. <laughs> used to choose the team every week. You know, so yep. like the, the fucking end is near, but McInnes was always the one there, always, 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 after his last game. McInnes was the one sitting next to him crying in the yep. dressing room. Yep. And so all, all of a sudden, and I know he's done, he's had an injury, so that, that makes it easier, but he's been replaced by somebody that, that Hook's coached before. Yeah. Yep. If you're an incoming coach to, to any side and you had someone with, regardless of name, but someone that has the plays with us, and, and I'm, I'm not a McInnes fan. I'm not a Dragons fan. Couldn't give two fucks about the Dragons or Cam McInnes. But he's a guy that plays with heart and passion. And if you were coming in with a... a you and know, teeth. If, well, he doesn't play with many teeth, let's be honest. <laughs> but, and, and I'll get to that, because that does shit me. But you'd look at that guy and go, that's a guy that plays for the jersey. He plays with a bit of passion. That's mm-hmm. the sort of guy I, I need to build this club around. Not that's the sort of guy I need to mm-hmm. usher out the fucking door. But maybe Hook is of the same opinion to me. I don't I don't know exactly what Cam McInnes is on, but I would imagine he's not on entry level fucking reserve grader money. Slip off to a fucking dentist, mm. put your hand in your pocket, fork out for some some dentures. Do something. Maybe he figures he's uh maybe he figures he's playing he's playing in the middle, so you know, maybe wait till the career's over Mate. and he can just, you know, get his, you know, get some, get some crowns and everything done and get it all beautiful. But yeah, make me a list of the that. players that play not, in the middle for every team in the competition and tell me how many of them are running around with six less teeth in their head than what should be there. It's just him. Yeah, but did he... It's an isolated But case. did he lose... But did he ever have any... Did he have teeth when he first started playing? I've never seen him with I teeth. I don't That's, know. Maybe like, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's a game where... I don't know enough about the guy. <laughs> I would be afraid that because he plays for the Dragons with their culture and you know acceptance of things, I'd say if they're the, the more teeth their players have, the more likely they are to go a little bit Jared Haynes. So it may be <laughs> a, it, it it may be like that guy that was in North Korea in World War Z. <laughs> That's a movie I haven't seen, Jared. 
Yeah, this is the first, first, first uh, referential retard of the, of, the new, of the new era. I will say that maybe he was on the outer at the Dragons because he was eating the Mars bars, hence his fucking problem teeth, rather than jamming him in his ass. So, yeah, and they could dragon. obviously see they could they could see that he was the culprit because of the distinctive bite pattern. <laughs> they didn't need they didn't need to bring in Quincy to fucking run the forensics on that. <laughs> fucking yeah, Quincy, spoon, spoon contender. There's a show I'm familiar with. Okay, the the, the eels. <laughs> always, always a team that's just uh, they they they're on the verge of breaking the longest drought, the premiership drought in the competition currently running. Um, they they recruited well last year. They looked like they were in it. At times, they played like they were favourites, and then they fell away at the end and didn't leave a mark on the competition at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, this year, you know, still with the young halves, like Dylan Brown was great. Uh, you know, when he was on the field, Moses was better than he than, than he ordinarily was as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's an he's obviously a key guy to keep on the paddock. Um, you know, RCG and Junior Polo were great last year as well. Ryan Madison was a great poach from the Tigers. Um, well, we didn't poach him. He skipped out the door well, willingly. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He definitely didn't have a contract to walk into when he left. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he he definitely just left and just fucking thought, oh gee, I hope another club signs me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had no idea that the Eels were interested. <laughs> yeah, Reed Reed Marnie was yeah Reed Marnie yeah had a, had a pretty good season. Nathan Brown, you know, had the psycho energy, um, and yeah, and and so really, I mean, the the ingredients are there. As always, I didn't. I didn't even mention you know the, you know I'm not going to you know call him by his nickname, but you know Gutherson as well, yeah, great club player. I had Terrible this conversation. Player, potentially, you know, Origin losing series losing player. He's that bad, but club level, great. Is he? I had this chat with an eight year old. You can't give yourself nicknames. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's it. not a fucking thing at all. Um, and, and I feel Gutho falls under that category. Stop trying to make it happen. It's not a thing. It won't happen. Um, I think that I think their fan base is already a bit down on it, though. Yeah. I think it's there. I just feel like if you're going to give yourself yeah. a nickname, make it appropriate. King, yeah, King, that's it. King, is, King is overstating things, let's be honest. Well, especially yeah. when there's already a Wally Lewis. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. anyway. So, um, the issue I have with Parramatta is depth. And obviously no one wants injuries. And, uh, admittedly one of the reasons Penrith had such a, a brilliant season last year was, was a dream run with players staying fit. And, and when they went down with injuries, a having them be short turnarounds and b having adequate coverage around that. Uh, but you look at Parramatta and still in their 17 is Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, he's... You can't tell me there's a team with Tom Opicic as a uh, starting centre and, and, and tell me they've got a problem with depth. Sorry, Tom who? What? How do you say it? Opicic? Opicic? I don't know. <laughs> I'm four vodkas deep. <laughs> <laughs> these, these foreign names, tell you what, gets me. And, and, yeah, he hasn't and, played and, enough and first grade the, for the, me to know his I name. have over the years. The other question I have over the over, over the eels, you know, this this year as well, is just 
is their back line. I mean, like Gutherson, is, yeah, as I said, he's I mean, he's a good player. He had a great season last year, especially at club level. You know, the halves in Brown and Moses, you know, they're, they're fine to great. But then, like, Sivo has got that blockbusting sort of frame, but he's not doing that as much, and he doesn't, he's not yeah. fast. And Blake Ferguson is definitely on the other side of the hill now in terms of the yep. career. I mean, he's a big guy as well. And I mean, a feature of his game used to be the way he'd bring the ball back from, you know, from kicks at the start of sets. Yeah. But I mean, he's so he seems to have the turning circle of the Queen Mary now, and he's so slow to get moving that like last year, he was almost completely ineffectual as well. And, you know, it took That's him it. like how long to score a try, like halfway through and, the fucking season or something. Wunga Blake, never- I mean, Wunga Blake, I mean, well, you know, we know, I mean, like he's the same mean player that he was when he was at Penrith. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And the issue is none of, none of them, if, if one of them goes down, there's really not even adequate coverage you know, for them. So um, we'll, we'll put some points on some teams, and I think we'll get up for some heavy games. But again, just like last year, they had that period where they, they seemed dominant, they seemed like a, a real contender, but, but couldn't get it to last long enough. I think they'll make the eight, but that probably says more about the calibre of some of the other teams than, than what it does about how good Parramatta are. Yep. And they've lost their best uh, backline player as well in, in Michael Jennings after uh, a bit of the old vitamin S. Had a great se- he had a great season. I mean, what, a, what an advertisement for TRT. I mean, like, if you, if you, were, with, if you were ever in any doubt, I mean, the drugs do work. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that guy had a fantastic season and looked amazing. Yeah. Out of nowhere. What was he on? Uh, I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure they reveal, reveal what it was, though, didn't they? That's right. We we looked it up, and not, neither of us had heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was okay. on that. He was on that. He was on that boutique shit. He was like, I mean, he was a yeah. Paramount player, but he was on that. He, but he was on that fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, Bondi juice. <laughs> A cocktail of medicines. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I'm not sure they'll slide out of the eight, but I mean, they've got the potential to be up there. Yep. Or fighting to get into the eight, in my opinion. I mean, I think there's a lot of variation in that side this season. Mm. Right, next up makes it the uh, Knights. So they qualified for the finals for the first time in what it was like, what, six, seven years. It was a big thing. It was a big thing for. However, when they did qualify for the finals, I mean, they were fighting hard just to make the finals after looking like they were, you know, dead certainties earlier in the season. Yep. Came into the finals, got absolutely smashed by the rabbits. They beat them by what? They beat them by about thirty. So, um, you know, whilst it was a, you know, a great thing for the fans to be able to say, look, you know, we've qualified for the finals for the first time forever. You know, we've got out of the Wayne era. We've got out of the, you know, the Brownie era. Yep. Getting pounded out of the finals and being the worst team in the finals is nothing to hang your hat on. Um, you may as well not make now, it. Now what we're left with. You may as well with. not make the finals. For, well, no, it's for, like, yeah, for a got, decade. It's just if you're a, just going to get bundled out, you may as well not make it for a decade or so. Yeah, yeah but at least it gives you the, at least we did blah. You know, it gives you the, there's that kind oh, of, you know, retort yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's built it. in for it. Um, not about that. Mitchell, Mitchell Pierce had, a, had, a, had an unsteady off-season. <laughs> Callum Pong, Callum Pong is injured. I mean, he's missing the first. How many games is he going to miss? Is he missing six at the start of the season, or is it less than that now? So, 
I, uh, he's I don't recovering know. from that shoulder injury, but so he's, they're, they're going to be missing. Let's say they're going to, he's going to be missing for at least the first month. He's, um, he's hurt his shoulder by carrying the economic future of the game <laughs> by campaigning for names on jerseys because of the massive financial windfall that that will bring to rugby league. Well, if you was believe, that his argument, or was his argument just that oh, you know, I'd love to have a Roger Tuivasa check jersey before no, he leaves the game? Is that so he can wear argument. it on the field and people will think he's Roger Tuivasa check? I don't think they'd ever. I don't think they'd ever uh, make that make that uh, mistake. Yeah. Um, Even if he looked exactly like <laughs> Tuivasa-Shek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that so, was just, yeah, but this, that, yeah, that was the general bad. argument. Of, of I don't understand why this names on jersey thing is such a fucking snippy issue with people. Mm. Who fucking cares? If they do it, do it. If they don't, don't. But I mean, I just I don't understand how people line up their f- line up on the fucking battle lines. On I mean, when you look at hills to die on, this is like the most yeah. <laughs> ridiculous one of all. The biggest, the biggest I, thing. I have I, no sorry, you go, mate. No, no, no. The biggest you. issue I have is that people are saying, "Oh, you know," but um, different players will wear different jerseys, and you know, like if if I get you know number one for the Knights. With um, you know, Kalen Ponger on it, and then you look at this week, yep. and you've got Tex Hoy in the one. Well, fucking, but let's yep. be real. Other than Mister and Mrs Hoy, who the fuck's running out and buying a Tex Hoy jersey with <laughs> fucking name on the back of it? Like anyone that understands what a good fullback is. <laughs> in the town but, of but Newcastle, though, people. Come on. But but yeah, I mean, but people people have their favorite players. I mean, like right now, Jay's wearing a fucking MB jersey, right? Yep. So like you know, in it's 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 a thing in the other sports, and like I don't care about it either way. I just don't understand why it's such a such a volatile uh, emotional to be emotional honest, issue for some people. Yeah, I think it? every off season, it ha- there has to be an issue that people get their panties in a twist over. But for for many yeah. years. It was oh fuck when's when's the draw coming out? <laughs> you know the yeah, this yeah, year true. it's the yeah, fucking put a name. No one fucking cares. Put it. Yeah, there's no fucking issue at all. All it would mean is like you've got Tuesday to Friday. Yep. So you know who's gonna who's gonna play. Yeah. Right? So what happens at the moment is generally if you have enough time to understand that this player's out and this player will be taking their place, then that player ends up with a jersey with that number on it that fits them. Yeah. So, so currently that happen, it happens all the fucking time that a player will not be able to play and another player will need to replace them. And they yep. can magically organise a jersey for them. Yep. I doubt that heat pressing a fucking <laughs> yeah, name That was what I was just going to say. Beryl from the fucking back docks of the, of the, the stadium fucking, has got yeah. enough time on her hands after exactly. bingo on a Tuesday night to fucking steam on yeah. some fucking names. That's it. That's not the fucking issue. Because I've heard other people going, oh, clubs that have to have one of each number with each fucking player. Oh, the no, fuck out of because here. Fucking- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that fucking Daniel Saifidi is never going to need a jersey with a one on it. Again, That's and it. from a from a <laughs> retail perspective, right, you look at you go into Rebel Sport and, and look at the, the jerseys there, the NBA jerseys, to use your example with, with Jay, right? Yep. There's 
Yeah. There's no jersey for the guy that's number nine on the, you know, the number nine player on the bench that gets, you know, minutes, you know, garbage time minutes. No, no one gives a fuck about that guy. So fuck no one's. You, man, fuck you. <laughs> I would. I, I want my Firkin cork. <laughs> I was going to say I would buy a Firkin cork muzz jersey. Right, eh? Well, let me. I want to hear from the Knights fan that's rocking a Stafford Toa number two jersey, and um, you fucking let me know. Well, I didn't even well, know that turns, guy existed until out, about he's got forty-five like... seconds ago. Well, that's because you've been away from, away from the game for too long. I mean, he's got one of the best fucking games in the night. I mean, that's that's one of the jerseys you do want. I mean, if you're going to get a yeah. nice jersey, that's the name you get on it. Yeah. He's got, he's got um, one of the coolest fucking names in the league. But but then the the thing I thought was fucking hilarious about it was old mate fucking strawberry milkshake going at the NRL saying yeah. we need this. Where it has nothing to fucking do with the NRL. <laughs> but I, you know when they talk about the windfall that you get from these jerseys as well. You can get like you know you go to the the Panthers website and you go to the shop. You can get a fucking name on your jersey if you want you to. Five dollars more. There is currently exactly. a mechanism to yeah. having any name you want. Yep. Any fucking name you want on the back of the jersey. Yep. And how many people do you walk around and see? Yeah. Barely even any. games. Even at yep. games with the highest concentration of rugby league jerseys being worn in public. Yep. What do you see? You know when you see a name, you know what it is. It's the name of the. It's the name of the person. It's the name of the person who's wearing the fucking jersey. That's it. Hundred percent. Yeah. I would also suggest if you want this massive financial windfall, um, you you need to look outside of either a rugby league or b the population of Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like if the players want something, you go. If the players want something where they earn extra revenue, then. Especially for my kid, I would be much more likely to buy a T-shirt that had, um, you know, different numbers and player names on him. I'd go get him maybe three of those T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you, I'm not going to get him three jerseys. Yeah. Like he's growing. I replace him every fucking year. Yeah. You know, so if you want something that is going to create extra revenue and give players exposure and something that they could theoretically get a dollar out of because it's their name on the back, which I have no problem with. There are other ways to do it than the fucking stupidly, exorbitantly overpriced jerseys that are currently now sold. From a financial perspective, and you'd understand this is better than than anyone in this conversation, Jay, um, the the NRL would would gain a far better financial benefit from paying myths like Kalen Ponga less money than what they would by fucking producing jerseys with players' names on Correct. Yeah, stop being afraid that he'll go to rugby union because <laughs> no one will fucking care. Yeah, and uh, um, still get to be surprised or proven wrong by the assertion that any fucking player in the competition can go to fucking rugby union and it's not yeah. going to mean shit. Yep. For every Caleb the Ponga, there is a Tex Hoy. <laughs> <laughs> the game survived Carmichael Hunt, Israel Folau, fucking Sonny Bill Williams... Yep. And on and on and, and on. Every one of them's come back. And, yep. it'll, and, and it'll survive Kalen Ponga if he elects to you know, crack the shits and go and do that as well. Now, I want to the Knights themselves, though. Um, look, they have a, they have the, a, a very very soft draw for the start of the season. 
you know, based on finishing positions of last year. So they've got the opportunity to certainly become, you know, March or April premiers here. Um, you know, they, they obviously have to play their teams that are, you know, that are going to be more challenging, that, you know, at least based on how they finished last season as they go. But, yeah, you know, and the origin period will probably crush them a little bit as well. But they're inconsistent as a team and also inconsistent performances from some of the guys that they need to really look to, like Pierce and Ponga. And um, yeah. so, I don't know. They're hard to read. I think they can. I think they can make the finals again, but I don't think they can do too much damage. Right. Yeah. I um, I've got a, a weird feeling about the Knights that they're just going to be potentially one of those gritty sides that just squeaks out close wins, and 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 again scrapes into the eight. And then blast it out in the first yeah, week of the playoffs, on. right? Panthers. Take it away, Jay. You go first, Jay. Well, fucking let this be the moment um, that I officially say hashtag YOC 2.0. Oh, fucking hell. That's a fucking garbage yeah. hashtag. It is. It is garbage, and, and and so therefore, let's predict Penrith season is going to be garbage, a, like a, a horrible fucking attempt to recapture last year. Penrith season is going to be the the rugby league equivalent of Chris Bailey looking himself in the mirror naked, a fucking travesty and a crime against humanity. Um, on that, on that note, um, it, this would probably be a good time for me to congratulate Chris, who has been on a journey of um, self-discipline and physical fitness. And as, as much as um, the, the slander and bullying <laughs> he gets from, from people like my colleague here um, may, may really cut hard, man, your real friends are in your corner and you've made some absolutely fantastic progress. And Not I encourage you to keep working but... towards your goals. Um, and don't, don't, let, don't let the haters get you down. <laughs> Because all he got's a, a PhD, a player hater degree. <laughs> um, looking over Penrith, you know there there, there were some losses. Uh, you know, Mansour going. In, you never like to see in the grand final. Don't want to bring that up. <laughs> um, that's good. I can I can stretch up a bit now. All the low hanging fruit's <laughs> gone from above me. That's my um, game, son. So. <laughs> uh, the, the, you never like to see a loyal clubman clubman go out like that, but there, there were a couple of times last year when it became apparent that what what he lacked in, um, you know, youth, speed, leaping ability, um, non arthritis, he he couldn't make up for in leadership. You're talking about Mansell, uh, and and again there there were. A, yeah, there were a few times in, in that grand final when those young guys in that back line could have really used his example um, that that he probably wasn't as as uh, effective as he could have been. So, you know, Charlie Staines, um, just based on averages, is on track to score uh, 65 tries this year. Because <laughs> um, we, all, we all know maths doesn't lie. <laughs> 
So, uh, un- unless you take into account that he'll score three a game uh, and then break fucking COVID protocols and then get suspended for the next three games. Um, but but the, the crux of that team from last year is still there. Uh, and, and I think these guys will be better with a year under their belt. Looking over them, I'm, I'm especially happy with, with the fact that the bench is still strong. I think that's where they kept a lot of teams under pressure last year, that there was just very little let up. There was no real let off when they were doing their forward rotations. And so many of the forwards are so versatile and can play across multiple styles of positions rather than just coming out and, and doing one thing. So um, definitely uh, winners of the 2021 Premiership. How is it? How important is uh, is uh, old mate Tamau not being there? It's a loaded um, question. Nathan Gillis, you piece of shit. <laughs> You'd lay it up now? on a platter to it's say, A, a it's no impact at all. B, Look, he's a fucking has-been that's if you pissed were here, off for a payday. If you were here last year, hey, listen, if you were here last year or if you were listening to the show last year, you would have heard Jay on numerous occasions talk about the leadership of Tamau. Yeah, and that was and, before and what, and what he was Now all bets are off. So it I'm merely following ab- up absolutely on, crucial. I'm merely and, following up on that and asking what, and asking what he thinks about it. And I will, it's a serious I will echo, rugby league show, motherfucker. I will echo my comments from last year in that I believe that the Tigers are asking the wrong thing of James Tamau. I think to play, he is to a play for the West Tigers <laughs> is the thing they're asking. Yeah, that's it. Vintage, <laughs> vintage gears. Uh, <laughs> of all the things I've missed, I, I that's the shit I've missed the most. <laughs> James Tamau was was the most useful sort of veteran. A, he's not playing in a position where you are wasting an interchange using him. You know, so when when you get those hookers that are that are getting to the end of their career and they can't go eighty minutes anymore, mm-hmm. or those those like uh, second rowers that can't go eighty minutes anymore, that's an interchange that you wouldn't normally have just yeah. to keep them in the side. Yep. Obviously, with a prop forward, they're used to a, a frequent rotation. Having a young group of forwards that are up and coming and lots of them representative quality in their own right, he was the perfect mentor for, for guys like that um, who would step in and, and take charge when needed, but for the most part was happy to let them get out there and, and do what they needed to do, and he just sort of provided some guidance from... From uh, from behind. perfect time for him to move on. In I all don't... seriousness, perfect time for him to move on when they've they've played in a grand final. Perfect time know? for him to move on. Like that, they've got that experience with him by their side, and now you know they can step up. Yeah. But but expecting him to go from that role, which he excelled at, and again, I will say back to those back to the bushfires. He's that cunt where you get the Billy Slaters of the world taking photos for Instagram with homeless people, you know, James Tamau was the one who's using Instagram to say, I have six bedrooms in my house. Anyone is free to come and stay with us if you've been displaced by the bushfires or if you've had something happen. Like no no cost, no charge, just turn up. All we ask is that you lend a hand helping in the mm. community. 
You know, yeah, that's the sort of that's the sort of bloke he is, and that, and and that that's a loss to any team. Um, where I think the Tigers have fucked up here is that they're asking him to be a starting prop. To be the whole, to be the show. That's it. That's it. To to be the strike weapon in in that forward pack. Um, I'm I'm not sure that's the best use of James. I think the the primary objective for James um, James Tamo is, um, and and to a lesser extent, often Gowie, given he's played he's played at a big club and he's you know he's played Origin etc. But. Um, you know they're they're putting a lot of hopes in some of these young young forwards coming through, not not to get off track from the Panthers, but you know to to probably a lesser extent to what he did with that playing group, and, and certainly the forward group at the at the Panthers. There's a few few guys that are going to benefit from those guys just with that experience. Beside, I I don't know that they're expecting him to be this massive meter eater, huge dynamic presence on the park. I I, I think it's it is all about leadership and what he does in the dressing room and and on the training paddock that that's my perception of what they're looking so so playing him in in the number eight tells you that they have no expectations of him to perform as no, a starting I, prop. I think he's i think he's still a starting prop though i i don't i think you're underselling him bold strategy <laughs> i think he's i think he's still a starting prop regardless and a starting prop at the Tigers is probably... Well, he is, because you're starting. <laughs> a starting prop at the Tigers is a different proposition to a starting prop at a team that's just played in a grand final. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, but yes, Penrith... Penrith will be there or thereabouts. Yeah, my, yeah. my perception of Penrith is, you know, the old adage that you've got to lose one to win one. I think that they... And I said this on grand final day to both yourself and... Um, Christopher Bailey, that the thing I was most disappointed about on the day is that they, they didn't, other, other than, you know, the flurry towards the end, they played a certain style for that entire season and it, and, and it fucking worked and it was remarkable. And then they shat the bed in the yeah. grand final. And, and, and I think that experience alone in that um, in that spotlight is is probably the thing that gets them over the hump more than anything else. And, and they're still... Still a fucking quality yeah. side, still well coached, and um, and now they you know they've got the, the extra fire in their belly from having lost the grand final. So I, I think they'll be there at the pointy yep. end. Rabbits, beautiful. I mean, rabbits were like uh, yeah, at the start of last year. They were pretty much a side that were written off, but you know once and then they had like the the season ending injury to Trell, and then they really you know, got a, a super hot hand, you know, two thirds of the way through the season or like middle of the yeah. season, um, start absolutely pounding sides and, you know, we're looking like real contenders at a certain point. So yeah. this year, they're going to, you know, they're going to have a, a year on with, you know, some of these young guys like, you know, Totola, uh, you know, Cameron Murray obviously is fantastic and is only going to get yeah. better. They bring Jai Arrow in as well. Um, yeah, Latrell Mitchell's back. Yeah, and just before he got injured, there was, uh, you know, that that that's where they put a couple of games together where they were starting to really destroy people and Trell was looking like, yep. you know, the the guy that they sort of paid the big bucks for, you know, in fullback. And the way he was chiming in was just, you know, classic, classic Latrell, uh, you know. Um, you know, Cody Walker, Reynolds, Damien Cook, all great, uh, you know, on their day, especially at club level. And, um, 
and yeah, their attack with at times was just fucking unstoppable. It was like yeah, yeah. It was like that period when they had Seabold as coach that that got Seabold the Broncos job when that just that that left that left side shift was just unstoppable and they just you know yeah. no matter what the matchups were they just miraculously always found an extra unmarked number out there it, on, it the, just, on the left hand side. It just became who's going to accelerate. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the the ball, the ball would go through and it just pass through the hands. But as soon as soon as it hit someone new, they'd just take it up a notch in speed, and people just couldn't fucking keep up. And the gap was going to come. Yeah. Uh, yep. Fuck, they look good in their trial. I don't know. Trial form means very little in the scheme it means of things. Everything, Jared. But fuck it means everything. Fuck, they look good. <laughs> fuck, they look good. But um, you know, again, the the bunnies have got their own. Issues and, and this sort of stuff, while it's not going to determine a season, there's stuff like Reynolds' contract that's being discussed. Yep. Um, you know, he's never been the most mentally sound, or men- mentally uh, strong half. I'm sure he's mentally sound, as is, uh, but but can can get head fucked out of games. Yeah. Um, and. As, again, as much as I love him, and fuck me, I'll be looking for some Benji success stories um, as a swan song. Because it, it seems that all that South Sydney do is actually show the respect to uh, West Tigers players that you would wish a club <laughs> showed to them. I noticed after, Josh, Mo- Josh Mansell's on the wing. Hey, hey you keep going. Um, well, no, he's just returning to, to his home. He started. He started with Souths. Who are we? Who are He's we to a stop a homecoming? Lap. Exactly. Who are we to stop a homecoming? Um, we we love He's, a Cinderella Benji's story. Benji's going home too. He's but, just um, Fakatana is just just um, south of Redfern. What, Look, can I can I, I tell I you? There's no the, 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 my favourite Benji seasons are the the rebuild Benji in in the Broncos year yep. and yep. and this year. Yes. <laughs> The way the Tigers fans just turn on Benj, they they love him when he's gone and want him want him back when he's not there, and yeah. then the second they've got him, it's back to you know, back to bitchy. Yeah. So uh, I hope he. Has, I, hope he I think Benji I hope he, origin time. Benji will kill it. That's my prediction for for South. I I think South. Like, you, you th- like the West Tigers. What, we're not talking about West Tigers. We're talking about South Sydney Rabbitohs. Try and keep up. I'm, too, I'm serious. The Correct. West Tigers organization must look at its fans and say, Jesus, this must be what having. A fucking bipolar girlfriend must be like. <laughs> really? There's some special ones. I'm sure that's the case for for all fan bases. But fuck, you just shake your head sometimes. Why can't everyone just be like all undefeated yeah. asterisk seasons like me? It just makes life so much easier. That's it. That's it. So yeah, no. So, South again, I reckon. Uh, top I think four. South. This is yeah, if it doesn't happen this year. Four, I think, I think South. Another big chance. Sorry, you get me. No, that's all. That's all I was going to say. That they're they're a big chance to win it this year. The rabbits, yeah. yep. as yep. good as chance as any other side, as as any of those other top sides this yep. year. I I'd tend say. to agree. I think Siasa, there's a, there's a few guys like Walker and and Latrell and um, Murray that are well well and truly in their prime, but there's a few guys there that mm-hmm. uh, if it doesn't happen this year, then the 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 slide off could be fairly dramatic for South. Um, I think, you know, Bennett's going to yeah. get the best out of those veterans and, and 
take those guys that are in their prime up to another level. And but I, the the only the only wrinkle I have with South is that if it, if it doesn't happen this year, then then they're going to be a very very different side, and the, the drop off is going to be fairly dramatic from from here on in. The Canberra Raiders. So mm. obviously. Once again, another talented side, another side that we'll probably see in the finals, I would suggest. Yep. Um, yeah, they had their injury problems last year. Uh, they lost Bateman, who elected to go back to England rather than stay in fucking Canberra. But... What a, what a light draw. What, in the, in the early stages? Yeah. Other, other than the loss yeah, well, in round yeah, one, they're, 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 they're going to struggle. First, <laughs> if, if they're not fucking first on for and against by the end of this weekend. <laughs> fuck me. Look, uh, I mean, well, uh, yeah, what's going what's gonna to prevent Canberra from going back to the finals and potentially pushing for a top four position this season? No, they're a top four side in anyone's yeah. language. Honestly, I mean, Bateman, Bateman was injured you know, a lot of the time. So, you know, life without him, you know, they were, we've already seen I, what I never is. really got they the hype missed, around missed Bateman. Hodgson. Uh, he, he was one of those effort players. But the thing, is, the thing is, is, well, Hudson Young, game. if he doesn't... If, if, if Hudson Young can keep, can, can keep his fingers out of people's fucking eyes... He feels yeah, the gap sure. that Bateman has, has left easily. Yeah, he does. And again, they were, they were without Hodgson for a large chunk of last year as well. Yep. Um, I am all in for some Ryan James success. Yeah. Fuck, that cunt, that cunt fucking deserves, deserves it. it. Yep. Yeah, he can't uh, toil away in the cesspool of rugby league for, for that long and, and be that passionate, um, you know, without some sort yeah, of success. He's probably enjoying, like, life without... Fucking contact meth highs just by opening your front door. Now he's um, getting contact and, marijuana highs. And Jack Whiten, while while essentially he is the rugby league equivalent of Russell Westbrook winning the MVP, um, still one of the most potentially game breaking individuals in the competition. If I if I had to rank the two most you know, potentially dangerous individual players, I'd say I'd, I'd struggle to pick between him and Cody Walker. Yeah. So, Big raps. Um, yeah. That Canberra again, top four easily. Yeah, and the thing about Canberra is they had so many injuries last year and they still made it deep into the finals. Yep. That's so, it. you know, if they can get one of those charmed runs like Penrith had with injuries last year... Then yep. you know they they could fucking they can win it they can get back to where they were you know the serious year question yep. is is Easily. Canberra's yep Canberra's superpower is it talent or coaching? Well, it's talent, obviously. Yeah. Surely. I just don't know. I I feel like if you take some of those guys out of Canberra and and out from under Ricky Stewart's uh, direction, I don't I don't know that they're as good. He just for, for that system and and that the way they play, I, I, I don't know. It's it's obviously his his style and it works, but um, I, I don't know. I think he's he cops a lot of flack, but he's he's got more out of some of these some of yeah. these players than yeah. 
then they would have. Got yeah, him. I feel that sometimes they. I think sometimes they're good despite him. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I think he. I think his. I think his skill might be more in like a in a, like yeah, player identification. I, because, I get what you're you know, saying. They've brought in some great. Like he's brought in some great players. Yeah. Under the radar mm. players on his watch, like like your Whiteheads, Batemans, um, yep. you know Williams. Yep. Yeah, he's mind he's mind England for genuine yep. talent that have actually think, delivered. You know, to in Australia. his credit, to his credit, Jack Whiten, Jack Whiten could have very easily ended up a Todd Carney. Yeah, you know, he has that. Well, my default setting is punch. Yeah, about him. Yep. Um. And I've said this about Ricky Stewart before. Out of all the coaches that you see press conferences with, Ricky Stewart does this more and probably better than anybody when he's not just bitching and moaning about shit. will actually get out there and say, yeah, this is what the issue was and this is what we're going to work on. And you can actually see the team progress week to week in that area on the field. Yeah. And, yep. and, and I think that Jack Whiten displays a little bit of that. Like he had a, a poor patch of form last year, early on in the season, uh, and was fine to get up in front of the media and, A, ad- admit his failings uh, and, and, B, point out what he wanted to work on and you really saw him yeah. take charge Which of that. Which is a level so of maturity. I think in terms you of... Would, you know, again, he's, he's got a touch well, of the punchy yeah, punchies. It's, you it's wouldn't expect accountability from, from him. That, that's it. So, um, no, I, I don't think Ricky Stewart is a fantastic coach, but I think he has some skill in dealing with certain personality types. Fair. Um, and uh, also over vaccinating his kids. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Roosters. Look, I think the Roosters this year might be one of those years where they are on the other side of the of the of the peak. I mean, obviously they've just come through an absolute golden period yep. with you know grand finals, premierships, and so on. Um, yep. But now, you, I mean, Teddy's as great as Teddy is, and there was the reinvigoration of Tupo. The Morris twins are great last year, but I mean, the time is coming where the professionalism and desire of those two guys is not enough any longer, and age is going to take over. Uh, Jared Maria Hargraves, far more ineffectual last year than he's been previously. Jake Friend's on the massive decline as well. Yep. Boyd Cordner's, you know, brains are scrambled. I mean, you know, he may retire. Uh, they, they, they got they jettisoned Flanagan, so Lachlan Lamb's going to get in the first crack in the halves. Uh, yep. He'll be there with Kiri, who I expect great things from again. But they've got but, a lot of old talent, again, older talent Kiri's, in the side. Kiri's one head knock away from extended sideline as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Look, I just, I just, obviously, you know, you, you look at them on paper and say, yeah, of course they're a top four side, but I just feel like, you know, they need to bring up some talent. They need to unearth some more of the young talent this year because the yeah. old heads in the side are starting to outnumber the ones coming and through. Can I ask, just looking at, are you looking at the, the NRL app for the team lists? Oh, um, for for their for their this yeah. week or their overall or their rosters this, overall this week. This week, but since when did fucking Angus Crichton start looking like the the bad guy from the first Shrek movie? <laughs> oh, he, he's always had a bit of that, hasn't he? Fucking hell, Jesus Christ, cunt! Um, <laughs> like, 
not not everyone's meant to have facial hair. Fucking hell. But yeah, you, you're right. I would be okay if Volandis came out and just issued a fucking clemency on the Morris twins being allowed to use whatever fucking PEDs they can get their hands on. Yeah. Just for services rendered to New South Wales. And just the as game like of just, rugby league. Yeah, just as like, you know, just for service to the game. Exactly. Yeah, like they're ornaments to the know- game so they need to be preserved. You're costs. fucking old as fuck. Yeah. You are old as fuck. Take whatever you want. It's not going to make you faster than any of these young cunts coming in, <laughs> but it might make you be able to catch up. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think the, the Morris um, yeah, Twins, no, that... if they could be put on ice until Origin for New South Wales, I think they, they provide far more benefit than 26 weeks or you know, however many weeks in the finals should they yeah. make it. Um, it's yeah. it's you just got to wonder. You know they're getting to a point where that that grind will more well and truly catch up with them. And and you look across the Roosters team list, they see overwhelming age. And I think you know the the yep. brilliance of Tedesco and and yeah. you know Kiri um, counterbalances some of that. But again, it's a long season. As we say it, I'm still looking at that forward pack and Takiaho, Tupanua, Isaac Liu, like. They're not slouches. No, no. And and neither's you know, cry. And and it But this is the thing. You know, you, you look at the roosters, Jared Weir Hargraves is now a bench mm. prop. Yeah. As opposed to fucking poverty clubs playing James Tamau <laughs> in the eight. <laughs> On top of that, I so, still you know How how bad is I, it? Really? I also think, you know, Jake Friend you, you mentioned, Nate, that he's he's on the decline. I and I said this about Robbie Robbie Farah uh, many years ago, but I feel like the game is just starting to pass Jake Friend by. There's just there's younger, um, you know, guys that are, are just far quicker out of dummy half, and I think the Roosters are probably going to get to a point where they're going to need. More of that than what than the leadership and the and the you know the inspiration they get from Jake Friend, um, but you know having said that, given their coaching and given some of the enormous talent from Tedesco and, and Kiri that's still in the side, you'd, they're definitely going to factor in the eight. All right, next up we have the Mighty Manly Seagulls. I think that, I think this I'll go first I suppose I've I I would say that they have the the largest variability of any side in the, in the competition this year. I think that if uh, they get they get Turbo back in round four or round five whenever it's supposed to be, and if he plays out the season, then you know the eight is well within their grasp. Well within their grasp. If he like doesn't play the entire season. Like every if he doesn't play a game, then they're 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 fucking in trouble. Um, the improve I mean, the improvements I say like once again obviously they need a nine. Um, yeah, you know, they needed they had a nine last year, but he was so garbage that they decided that the, to fucking jettison him and just go we're better off without one, uh, which is you know fucking crazy you know from a recruitment standpoint. But you know they bring in Kieran Foran and like, I have great hopes that, uh, you know, for the time that he's on the field, I don't expect him to be, to be on the field 
the entire season um, because they've got Schuster in the wings who in his appearances in the top grade has just been fucking fantastic and is obviously the guy that's set to be the long-term six. But I just feel like after going through the entire of 2020 with one out of their four spine members in the side on the field this year, I think they'll probably get that more up to like two to three per game instead of one out of four. And if that's the case, then uh, you know, then they'll they'll go a lot better. I mean, all I really wish for this year is is Travoyevich aside, just an overall less injured thing. I mean, yeah, because we were definitely scraping the bottom of the fucking the the, the depths of a fucking reserve grade side that didn't play because of COVID in twenty twenty. And and even then we were running out of players by the end of the season because it wasn't it it wasn't turbo it was turbo it was fucking Suli no season ending injuries then we had fucking Garrick season ending injury we had fucking um, Brendan Elliott season ending injury we had Dylan Walker fucking barely played Fanula Blake was injured for a fucking period of the year and you know suspended for for the, for another chunk it was just fucking nightmare just in terms of injuries overall and. So if they can just be fit mostly, then, you know, then that's something to build on. But, you know, I just, they deserve to have a fucking terrible season for the mind-boggling roster management where they decided, like most teams, what would you say? Like they'd have three actual hookers in their 30, their top 30? Yep. Going into the, going into the, into a, a season with, one hooker in your 30 who you know going in is not playing until July at the earliest. So you're going in there knowing for a fact that you've got zero natural who's hookers. That? I mean, and they've got some... There's, who's what? The yeah. hooker? Fucking oh, stabby, 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 stabby Jesus. Fainu, yeah. Who stood, who, stood down, who stood down until July, you know, when his court case happens. And then you'll go to jail so you get fired. Um the fact, I mean, like they have done, they've done some great work in the junior development and they've got so many guns coming through. But then even like, I mean, you know, we should talk about this in the previews for the matches, but this week, for example, it's fucking mind boggling to me that they've got fucking Dental Tanisi, who's a fucking gun. You know, he's been a gun in every level of plays come up through, you know, through like the, the 20s, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, even the trial last week, you know, the week before he fucking killed it for Blacktown. But, um, He's a co-captain, made a co-captain of Blacktown this season. He's a hooker. He's played hooker his entire fucking career. Hooker for Blacktown. And then, so what happens this week? They decide to start Lachlan Croker in first grade. So Cade Custer's pushed down to, to Blacktown and starts hooker there. And, and their captain, who's a gun hooker, is pushed to the bench, which is just fucking disgruntled. You know, like, it's just fucking does my head in. Um, yeah. So that's a, you know, they, they deserve everything that fucking happens to them. You know, yeah. for that kind of you know just dumbass fucking selection. But, just, but looking over it, you, you've got no fullback. You've got no proper coverage for your fullback. You've oh, got. Like, we got. We got. We got. Five, the thing is, is, when it comes to actual fullback doing fullback shit, Funa by by the end of the season he had developed. Yeah, perfectly fine. I mean, you know, arguably he was probably better under a fucking high ball than than Turbo, and and he attacked the high ball rather than letting it bounce and things like that. The where 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 you miss Turbo is your offense is so your offense is so structured around the the the, the things that he brings to the table. 
that's it. That that's that that's and but so it's not so it's not necessarily a fullback looking, looking as in terms of someone got, playing the position of fullback. That, you know, they can cover that. What they can't do is when Cherry Evans is the only member of the spine that's on the field, he can't do it all himself. And so he needs some so, assistance. So I'm hoping this year that you know, guys like Schuster and Foran will provide at least some semblance of that. So is that, that. the reason Walker's at fullback? Because, no. you know, experience and, and talk rather than... Has he played much fullback? Yeah, and... and, and well, he did, he did back when he was at Souths. But um, but I, I what you know, what I think it's I think there's a number of guys that can cover like the fullback position in defence and that sort of positional play, but I think what yeah what they're looking for and like honestly I don't know because he wouldn't have been my choice, but I think what they're looking for is more someone who can chime in offensively the way that Turbo would, as a link player and things like yeah. that maybe I don't know. Yeah. That's my theory. Or, I mean, we'll find out. Des Hasler is completely fucking cooked. <laughs> And the game has fucking passed him by at 100 kilometres an hour, leaving fucking Jake Friend sitting there going, fuck, man, the game's passed that guy by. That's the other option here. Yeah, I think... Look, I might, oh yeah, ask, ask me in five weeks, I might agree with you. Um, I think, you know... That... I reckon Manly, Manly are a darkie for the fucking spoon. Yeah, I don't saying, think they're, they're not going to get a spoon, but yeah. I reckon it is a strong fucking possibility. If Turbo play, if Turbo plays more than fifteen games, they'll be nowhere near the spoon. I, I reckon you might uh, be surprised when you get team. out of Kieran Foran. I think he's um, he's a competitive guy. He's reached, you know, he's played it um, extremely I'm, high. My, I have I have the absolute highest confidence. He's he's a he's going to be you fucking. Know, I, I would imagine that that guy being that competitive and and. Been around the game, like he's and coming, coming to Manly, you know he's going to want to make sure that his preparation, everything he's done with his body, is is on point for for a big year. I don't know what you'll get after this year, but I think people will be surprised um, how how much he plays and and get that. Well, level the thing of last year he played. <clears throat> last year I think he played about fifteen games and he had a try at least a try a try assist in every single game mm. he played. I mean he he was the the he was the single attacking option from which all attack that the doggies generated yeah, at all in it. that season that, that came from. And so I think, um, you know, him and Cherry playing, you know, playing the, the you know, the way and the understanding that they would have between each other, that alone is going to be great for Daly because last year he had, I think he had Dylan Walker for like fucking one game. And then it was just like this revolving fucking corridor of like your Lachlan Croakers and your fucking, you know, Cade Cusson and everything. And then the only other game where, where you know, where they, they cracked off in off in, in attack was when he had Schuster and Schuster made his debut until Schuster fucking, you know, sprained his ankle or something, you know, towards the end of the first half. So like just having, just having a, a, a halves partner this season you're going to have Schuster there that's available. You're going to have four in there that's available for as long as he is. You're going to have Walker back, presumably. So that alone is going to give them a better season than last year. And then, it's just, then it just comes down to the variable of fucking Tim, you know, what do I call him? Fucking Tim Tambrovich. Um, and then they get, and, and, you know, like, you know, they, they say, you know, statistically they win 75% of the games that, that he plays in. So, look, if they get him back by, like, you know, by round five or round four or round six or whatever like that, and he plays, like, you know, 18 games and they win their 75% of those, then that puts them in the fucking eight well and truly. What, so. are, we, what are we calling safety from the spoon? Is safety from the spoon seven games, seven wins? 
If you oh, win God, seven I've games, lost. are you safe from the spoon? Surely. Okay. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Still, surely that's you'd still have to say four. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and that's what probably where yeah. I see. Bottom, I, I think Manly they'll be gritty due to their coaching and some of the experience of guys like um, Cherry Evans and four, and they won't be a, a side that turns their toes toes up and and folds. They'll be gritty. They'll compete, but I just the Tommy Turbo. Just, it's just it's gone beyond a point where it's unlucky. It's just I don't know that his yeah. body is up to it long term. Look, look yeah, across but the I team. mean, as I was saying to you yesterday, we we're talking like you know he's in the same position in his career where Teddy was before he went to the Roosters. Uh huh. So, so the could, difference is so, Teddy's gone to one of the richest fucking sporting organisations on the face of the globe thanks to the Australian government and its job seeker program. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uncle Nick didn't have, fucking make out like a bandit, didn't he? Who have the best medical staff, who have access to the best clinical trials and advanced techniques in healing, thanks to Uncle Nick's relationship and large donations to private hospitals and clinics. You know, Tommy Turbo plays for Manly. Hey, and without taking any shots, shots or any blood. Tro- all, all trolling aside, I don't think you can underestimate the difference that where Teddy ended up playing made to the quality and, and longevity of his body. Yeah, but I mean, forward. you have to remember he did he did overcome his shit before he went to the Roosters. Like, I mean, it was and it was just like they finally saw the yeah, they realized the potential of him from having an injury free season, and then he signed for the Roosters after that. But, but it hasn't reoccurred. Sorry? It hasn't reoccurred. It was a reoccurring theme before that. So, um, yeah. yeah. So still, we'll see. Th- Turbo plays top four premiership fucking favourites. If he doesn't, then we'll fucking see. <laughs> uh, who's next? The Sharks. Who cares? Yeah. The Sharkies are one of those teams that are just progressively... I mean, they'll, you talk to a Sharkies fan, they'll be like, oh, we're on the longest fucking making the final streak of, you know, any club or the second most or something, you know, in sequentially in, you know, the last, you know, decade or, you know, whatever they want to say. But it's undeniable that the last couple of appearances in the finals that they have had, they've barely scraped in in the first place. And then when they've got yep. there, they've been handily bundled out immediately. That's it. The, the, the club age is on. The club doesn't add yeah, incredible talent. And what they have added is fucking Aiden Tolman. <laughs> yeah. Which, and let me I, tell you, if the Sharks do nothing else in their entire history as a club, I'll be ever, ever fucking grateful for that. Yeah. Because yeah, I was sure. so taking him, fucking Taking him terrified. out of Des's sights. <laughs> I was fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and look at it like, I like, and I, got, I, I don't have any hate in my heart for Aiden Tolman. I mean, like, he's a he's a trademan like guy that you know, like a bench fucking prop. But yeah. like, you know, there's plenty of worse props out there. But like, just the the fucking shit. Well, again, he'd, he'd be a starting prop at the West Tigers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just on the Sharks to try and keep us on point. Uh, how, how lucky is how lucky is James Tamau? Very. You'll see. Yeah. On to, anyway, on the on the subject think, of the sharks, though. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Glenn. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Wade Graham. I love the way he plays, but outside of him, there's there's just 
and and to to take a line from Jared, all trolling aside, there's just not that much to get excited about with Cronulla. You scroll through their team list, no, and it's 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 fringe first graders, guys that have have had long and illustrious careers scattered with serious injuries. Um, Chad Townsend. And then at the top of the list, you got Wade Graham. And then you've you got Aaron Woods. Give me a break. It's a, it's a bottom it's yeah. a bottom four yeah. side. Their, their destiny will not be in their own hands this year. Them making or not making the eight will depend entirely on other teams around them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far. Maybe as bottom four, but I think that you know they've been in that sort of teetering, barely making the eight over the last couple of years. Nine, nine and, uh, so I think they're kind of like a couple of rungs down from that. Where you know perhaps when it comes down to the last couple of rounds, they're not in that mix to fight for that last spot in the finals. Mm-hmm. Okay, Melbourne Storm. Cam Smith gone. Didn't really seem to be a problem because, of course, they you know they they recovered Harry Grant from the Tigers. And uh, he's gone and injured himself, so they will be without him for at least the start of the uh, the season. Um, they've lost Big Tino as well. They've lost Vooney, who came good. You know, uh, there yes. was a time there where they probably wouldn't want him to see the back of Vooney, but he, you know, he had a great he had a great final year for the club last year. Yeah, he did. And uh, and so so it's not just Cameron Smith they've lost, but um, look, the transition you know they didn't lose. They Sorry, didn't lose. You know who they didn't lose. The best Cameron player Monster. in the game, Josh Adokar. Yeah, and jo- and Josh Adokar. <laughs> yeah, who looked almost. Yeah, who looked certain to be lost to them. Well, generally, generally yeah. when you when you <laughs> tell someone going, going there and you agree to it and ha- have a handshake deal, most people would assume in a in a uh, a world of integrity and uh, people standing by their word that that's where he'd go. But you know. Michael Maguire and uh, and Justin Pascoe, the two men whose faces will adorn faces and names will adorn the trophy that said uh, we died on the hill saying that we wouldn't trade Nofaluma for Adokar. <laughs> I stand I stand by I stand by Michael Maguire and his comments. I'm not I'm still not convinced on Mr. Pascoe, but I feel feel somewhat obligated to, to try and buffer some of the absolute diatribe that comes from um, my little friend there in the in the singlet. But um, any side with, with Cameron Munster in it, who, who I think, in, in my honest opinion, at this point in time is probably the best player in the game. Um, I, um, yep. you know, they'll be there. Do you think Cameron Munster's got a whole season of being the yep. main man in it? Yeah, definitely. He's he's got that yeah, right thing, sprinkling. Like Jerome Hughes came of Sorry. age last season. Yep. Jer- Jerome Hughes came of age last season. I mean, there was times there where he was looking like he was not going to be, you know, a, a quality replacement for Croft, but he's found his place in the side. Pappenhausen, obviously fucking fantastic, one of the best players yeah. in the game at the moment. Like you mentioned, the Fox is amazing. Um, Harry Grant, hopefully they get him on the field. And, and if not, I mean, they've got the cheese. To play hooker, yeah. I mean, when you talk about yeah. teams that you know teams that don't have any fucking hookers, I mean, these guys. I mean, they had Cameron Smith, you know, up until five minutes ago, as well as Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. So look, there's you know, big Nelson, big Nelson. I mean, there's there's plenty of talent in this uh, in this Storm side. Uh, it's coming to the end of Bellamy's time at the Storm, and then yep. you know, there's talk he's sort of looking at setting up, you know, perhaps becoming you know the Sharkies want to land him as their coach, but. Um, 
this become this then becomes the the final year of the, you know the legacy of Bellamy yeah. as well. And if he can win the premierships, he's won, and made the grand finals, he's won, and then win one after the departure of all of the big three. Yeah. Then it's kind That'd of like a, the, a final, the final final rest on in terms of his coach's legacy. Be deserving of a statue that looks nothing like him. That's it. Yeah, I tell you, those fucking statues. I mean, oh. there is a massive opportunity out there for someone who can I, I sculpt faces like that look like the there's, fucking person. There's some they're people supposed to be. toiling away with some bronze in their in their garages, just going fuck. You know, if I just marketed myself better. I would have got. Tell you what, you see, I mean, you, you see people on YouTube though using like fucking. You see people on YouTube with the you know using like you know the putty and everything like that, and you're know, doing these like quick sculpts that take five minutes of these amazingly fucking detailed things, and you're like, my god, you're fucking talented. Yeah, you know whatever these is, is bronze such a difficult medium to work in. I mean, well, if if it is, why do all the fucking statues have to be bronze? What is this obsession with fucking bronze we have? Yeah, like. It, is it some sort of fucking historical? Are we paying homage to some somebody of them else? Look like they've just yeah. they've, the they've literally extracted bronze from a seam, taking it up to the up to the top of the hall road, rolled it all the way down to the bottom of the pit, and then going, "Hey, look, it's Cameron Smith. Let's pop this out the front of the fucking stadium." Look, I. Yeah, there you go. That that's what the people tune in for. An in-depth amateur explanation of copper mining. How good was that? <laughs> Fuck, we'd have you back. Look, I think the, I think the storm a big chance of being right up top again. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely top yeah. four. We will. We will see how. I mean, they've, I mean, they've, because I feel that yeah, what yeah, Cameron Smith has has been there so long in, and through the careers of of uh, Smith and obviously you know he didn't have the opportunity to pass down his blessings and wisdom to Harry Grant last year because he had to learn from you know the likes of fucking you know Jacob Little but um and you know potentially Robbie Farah so maybe that you know how far that set his development me back I, I mean it didn't apparently again. do anything to him from what I saw in Origin. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, it, it does go true to form. Like, you, you remember the stories we've heard about how Bellamy runs his pre-seasons. Yes. That for, for every every new recruit of the club, um, he goes and he has them employed by by friends of his. And the story that I heard originally was he had a mate that ran an asphalting club, uh, yep. a club, a uh, company, and yep. cunts would come back a month early for pre-season and they would spend a month just working laying fucking tar on the road and he would get reports back from his mate about what sort of person they were you know did they show up on time you realize it's done by machines right so it's just these cunts sitting in a seat pulling levers it's not hard work well there's more there's more than just a scraper (laughs) driver on there there's a roller driver um, when sam cassiano went there he he ended up at uh at the turf club you know filling filling divots and the idea is that that hopefully throughout the season, if ever they, they're not putting in or, or they're not showing a positive attitude, Craig Bellamy can remind them exactly what their, their life would be like if they weren't playing footy for the Storm. And I think Harry Grant has had the most fucking shocking example <laughs> of that yet. <laughs> you are a belligerent human being. <laughs> All right. 
Do you have anything to say about the Storm, anyone, or shall I move on to the Titans? That's it. All right. So the Titans. Justin <laughs> Holbrook had a bit of a slow start last year, but by the end of the season, he had him cooking. Uh, yeah, powered by you know the, the likes of um, you know Ashley Bramson at fullback, and um, and and Ash Taylor with his best season since they uh, the, since that first one when they uh, pulled him out of the Broncos organization. I mean, this year, yeah, obviously David Fafita, massive signing. Big Tino, massive signing. Uh, Fotoaka really came on last year as well. Like they're they're looking for you know Jamal Fogarty. He was yeah he came of age last season. So honestly, this is this is the opportunity for the Titans, the best opportunity they've had in years. To I mean it sucks that this is the goal, but to push for the finals. What? Yeah, it it is an opportunity. Um, Ajax Brownstone, if he can stay injury free, yep, will will be crucial for them. Um, the, the the thing that, that worries me is you, you look at these guys and I think about how I rated the Broncos last year and said they will they will live and die based on the heart of this forward pack mm-hmm. and that's exactly the situation that that the Titans find themselves in at the moment. They have a little half that should have a fairly dynamic game but has failed to live up to any true potential. Yep. Um, essentially what I'm saying is that that the biggest risk for them is that they're going to end up being a fucking Aldi 2020 Brisbane Broncos an Aldi 2020 Brisbane Broncos is like a fucking like uh, someone under the spoon that's a, that's a, re- that's a reject <laughs> I don't think that's a risk for them at all no, no. Um, I'd look, yeah. I, think, I think depth could be a problem. I mean, I think it gets pretty thin once you get out of that, the, you know, that best seventeen. You know, yep. when you have to start dipping into the likes of like Corey Thompson. Corey Thompson's and a starter. Your Bo Firmers and people like, and yeah, at, yeah. For the, at the, for end the end Tigers, of the day, once again, yeah. this is obviously the theme of the episode. Yeah, starter for the West He's Tigers. He's also a starter <laughs> for the Gold Coast Titans <laughs> this week. But hey, whatever. Um, you know, when when Mitch Rain is your first choice hooker. Yeah. You know. Depth, depth isn't something that uh, that you don't have worries about. Yep. yep. I, I think the Titans. Uh, no, look, I, you know, I expect I expect good things. I expect the Titans to carry on from the way they ended the season. I think they might may actually scrape into the eight if if they stay healthy. Yeah, uh, but I, I would temper the ex. I think this is their best chance to make the eight for a long time, but I also yes. would temper that with saying that, like you know, with that kind of expectation comes a bit of pressure that they haven't really had been under for for a number of years, and I think you know also crack teams the better the better they yet. get means the more big games they play in, and the more big games Ashley Taylor plays in, the the less he comes through. So I think that could be an Achilles heel for them. Yep. Yep. Okay, the Warriors. Obviously, last mm. year immensely challenging season, uh, playing you know, playing away from home for the entire year. Uh, you know, they showed a lot of heart and a lot of grit to, to not only you know they 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 started copping you know floggings at the, at the beginning of it, but once they had that coaching change and you know Peyton sort of started to weave his magic, you know they started showing a lot of heart. You know, accumulating some wins and and ultimately just falling short of uh, an unlikely final spot. Uh, this year. They don't have Peyton. They've got Nathan Brown, and uh, who, apart from the whole little head, big head comment at the press conference at the Knights, I mean the guy's a fucking horrible coach. 
yeah, tr- tremendous, tremendous soundbite merchant at press conferences, but just a, a, a terrible coach. And it just feels like everything. It feels like everything they've done since assigning him as their head coach has just been detrimental to all of the momentum mm. that the Warriors built up at the tail end of last season. And I tell you, I you know, I feel, I feel, I fear for the Warriors overall performances. I, I tend to agree. I think that their yeah their yeah, roster can't overcome the fact that a lot of their games are going to come down to the quality to which they're being coached. And and you've you've just mentioned Nathan Brown. Yeah. You know, you can have a you can have an exceptional coach that can get more out of a substandard roster. Um, than others, and and I think you know it's a slippery slope from two of us to check down, and a lot's going to be expected of Nathan Brown to get you know to have these guys playing to an, another level to get the Warriors to be super competitive, and and I don't, I personally don't think that Nathan Brown has that in him as a coach. No, and if they have to, you know, through COVID or whatever, if they have to. You know, have some you know some you know extended extended periods of you know duress on that side of things as well. I don't think he's the guy to bring him. You know, to get around. You know, get the guys around him and drag him up and you know get him up for games Agreed. either. Mm. Uh, and and look, you know they they lost a lot of good young players. And I mean, whilst they you know they they have a good get there in uh, in Adam Fanua Blake and you know Bailey Syrian's another good addition. They brought in a lot of fucking direct from other clubs too, like you know, like you and Aiken, Kane Evans, uh, Marcelo Montoya, yeah. for, like the, you know, like substandard fucking players. So, yeah. yeah, and and giving up, you know, young young promising guys like you know Herbert and Kieran and you know, and, um, and Isaiah Papali, you know, like yeah, you'd keep all those over the ones they brought in. So look, I just I just don't know. I mean, like. You know, for services to the game in the year 2020, I wish nothing but the best for the Warriors, but I don't know if they're going to get it with fucking Nathan Brown as their coach. Correct. Finally, <laughs> lucky last. Isn't that a is good it, thing? Is it, Nathan? Lucky last, the old West Tigers. Lucky last, and by that I mean coming 16th <laughs> this season. Yeah. <laughs> We'll let you have the honours on oh, this no. one. I, th- I-, I thought you might have had something reckon? more to say about the Tigers, Jack. Well, Luke, Luke, Luke Brooks, they yeah, had the thing in the paper how he's like, you know, there's no more excuses now and this year's is going to be his year. I, I, I completely agree with him. I think that um, I think the planets are aligning <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people have missed this type of insightful uh, content on the show, but I'm, I'm glad to say that I'm back and I can bring it. But uh, look, you only have to look at the fact that Maguire's got some semblance of the of the roster that uh, that he desires to to produce the best for the club. Um, the inclusion of Dane Laurie, you know, the fact that Penrith looked at Dane Laurie and looked at the Tigers roster and said, you know what, that guy's on about the same level as Paul Morowski. We'll take him and we'll get rid of that guy. Um, says a lot about the Panthers organisation. Uh, I think James Roberts is in for a career year. No one's ever said that about him before, and I think he's got the right jersey on. I think he's got the right coach. He's 
he's probably living in the right area where you know he can be free of trouble and temptation and anything that could send him on a path that um, that he's been led down when he was at you know seedy joints like Redfern or uh, Red Hill. So I think the Tigers will bring out the best in him. Um, James Tamau, captain. Sorry, so I'm, I'm trying to that, talk to you. You can be so, so, so polite as to not interrupt me. I'm on a roll here. Oh no, this this is important. You're you're saying that that there's places like Redfern that are responsible for uh, for people's socioeconomic struggles. Well, I'm saying, saying it plays it plays a a, a role, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, you you can come from gritty places okay. like Campbelltown and Eds, and sometimes you can live there and you can take on the essence of those areas and and become a a, a real blue collar workhorse, such as myself. And I, I pray that James Roberts gets the same sort of influence from, from being in and around the MacArthur region. But, um, look, there's nothing nothing that I look at in, in this Tigers roster to, to suggest that they're anything but a top eight side. Um, and I see the hate. I hear the hate. I, I need it like oxygen. And I feel like the Tigers do too. And they'll, uh, they're on a, on a journey to prove everyone wrong and... I think it's uh, it's only fair to say that they're in store for a, yet another undefeated season. I think it's point, important to note that everything good from the West Tigers in the year of our Lord 2020 well, came bring from the shit. fucking mind of and and the mind the mind and action of one Harry Grant, yes, who's no longer at the club. <laughs> so um. Read into that what you will. For the first, for the first time in a long time, one of these one of these uh, young tigers hookers that have been talked about for fucking ever is finally going to start the season in the number nine. Think about all of the all of the young guys under like you know under under Robbie Farrell. Like you had your fucking yeah you know, Jacob Little obviously for years. You had uh. Yeah, what was it? Fucking Manar uh, Manar Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Who are all these other these other cousins that and never actually the, ever the did fact anything? Is, yeah, the, the, the cruelest irony of all is that Jacob Little has waited in the wings through numerous major injuries and setbacks, and waited in the wings for so long to to get a crack at Robbie Farris number nine jersey. Only for Harry Grant to come in last year and him to be injured again, and and really, how long has he got that yeah. jersey on his back before Jake Simpkin comes in and and takes his? What do I believe? He's the guy that's the long term nine, and I, and that's what I think the club feels is that Jake Simpkin is the long term nine for the Tigers. So little has spent an into. He may as well sat his entire career at a at waiting at a bus stop for a bus that never came. Just look, you know, in the in the NFL, in the NFL, like you know, the life of a backup quarterback is you know quite quite lucrative, and, yeah. and you don't have to do a lot of work. Right. And maybe he's just the you know the to, equivalent to of that fair, for the, the NRL. The life and the and the quality of life as a as a perennial perennially injured backup for the West Tigers is is not quite as lucrative. <laughs> um, so Moses, Moses Mbai Moses Mbai in year six how are we feeling I, about I that I think he gets a bad rap to be honest and I think I don't know that he's a one I don't think he's quick enough 
Um, but I think he, he probably... He, I hate to say that they're put him, they've put him in there to be a steadying influence for Luke Brooks because if Luke Brooks at this stage of his career needs a steadying influence, he may as well fuck off and and clean toilets or do something because if he doesn't take this season and this mm-hmm. club by the scruff of the neck and actually show everyone what he's truly capable of, then everything you and, and anyone else has yep. ever said about him in, in derogatory sense, he's just going to have to eat, and that, that that's that. So it, it's, it's literally now or fuck off. <laughs> so... That's that's my thoughts on Luke Brooks. I think he can do it. I think yeah. he's shown enough that he yeah. that he is is more than has the talent, but mentally, after you know, being pushed into a corner at the Blue Light Disco by fucking Benji and Robbie for for so many years, um, and now he's the one standing under the disco ball. Um, I think he's going to have some. I'm, you know, I hope he's got something other than I'm making Willis's dance moves. Yeah. I'm looking at this team, and I don't know James where the Turner. leadership comes from. That's why he's in the starting eight jersey. You know? um, yeah, Jake Tanner. We already remember. had this conversation. <laughs> when, when he when he plays 15 minutes a game, I don't he's know where the rest of the leadership comes from. Because the rest of the leadership you know? going to have to come from the yeah. bench as he yells it onto the field. Yes. No, I, I honestly think yeah. you know, um, <laughs> spoon that's, contenders. That's just rude. <laughs> You're a fucking cock. <laughs> All honesty, I think we'll finish seventh. Hang on. So what teams oh, look, are missing the this. Just go back and listen. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Try and keep up. You evil fucking toothy bitch is the scream I used to make <laughs> when, when I'd cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0, beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs and get 20% off and free shipping with the code TWILLNATION, all in caps, at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code TWILLNATION. Always use the right tools for the job. Now, Glenn, you're back on the show after a long absence. I happen to know that you did use the 20% off code Twill Nation to grab yourself a lawnmower 3.0 in the later stages of last year. How about you tell us about your experience? Because I'm, look, I'm looking at you on the, you know, over through the Skype video chat, obviously, and I'm thinking, I mean, redo. and I'm thinking you, you. You know, when when you're shaving when you're shaving your private parts, I mean, there's a lot of value there. And I'm looking at your head right now on the fucking Skype screen, and I can, it just looks like a giant ball bag, except the <laughs> contents are half as valuable. So what that says to me is, then it's a perfect canvas to test it before you go down go down and 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 harvest the uh, the family jewels. Completely agree. Look, I use it on my head. I use it on my balls. I use it on my asshole. Of course, when I use it on my asshole. Jay complains, but uh, I continue to use it, no doubt. Uh, look, it's a fantastic piece of equipment. It's uh, it it does have the dramatic effect that, and I know that you guys suffer from this too. But I, I have a you know 
a depressingly small penis. So when you actually take to your uh, to your nether regions with the with the lawnmower, it it makes it makes things look a little bit bigger down there, and uh, that's only good for one's self esteem. And uh, the light, you know, when I've got some dark crevices in those regions, and that light really comes in handy. <laughs> so it's um. It's look. It's one of the best investments I've made. I um. I love it more than my children. High praise indeed. We know how much you love your children. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very simple. You are one of two sorts of people. You are somebody who already attempts to manscape, or you are somebody that's never attempted manscaping before. If you're in the second basket, then. You're blessed. You don't know what you're actually missing out on if you start off with the lawnmower. You don't know the suffering of generations that came before you. You're, you're a fucking, you're a little shitty millennial kid born with an iPhone in its fucking hand. You, you don't know the struggles of a fucking, of inputting a ringtone manually into a 3210. Which is you know, what you're saying but, is like the equivalent of using a dry bick on your ball bag. Pretty much. Now, if you're in the first category of people who already manscape, then half the fucking knowledge job's already done. You know there's a need for it. But you also know that, Look, and again, you know, Nate, uh, Nate yelled out some, some choice words. The initiated among us know that it's not the nicks and cuts when you're doing it that you have to worry about. They're not the ones that get you. The ones that get you are the fucking ninja ones that you don't even know you've done, that you don't find out about until. The unfortunate thing about your balls is that for the most part of the day, you have to shove them in some tight little fucking cratering undies and they fucking sweat. And so it's three hours later when you're at work and your balls are stinging like they've had a thousand paper cuts and then doused in a bath of fucking lemon juice. (laughs) Those days are fucking long gone. Lawnmower 3.0. Coincidentally, though, if you are after something to to go along with the appearance of your bigger dick, uh, I I have uh, had a technique recommended called jelking, which which we can we can deal with offline. So Manscape 3.0 plus some jelking. Fucking happy days. So, as you said at the top, get 20% off your Lawnmower 3.0 plus free shipping with the code TwillNation at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. boys week one round one of the 2021 nrl season is about to commence thursday night amy park the melbourne storm will take on the south sydney rabbitohs in our first clash of the season big match after big match first up after what we've just spoken about we're looking at two of the sides we expect to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season 
Who what you happened got? to the traditional bunnies roosters thing that gone by the wayside? That's on Anzac Day, man. It's Anzac no, Day. They you used to, didn't they used to start the season as well? <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. that would be the dragons and the roosters in the fo- and the dragon and the rabbits in the charity dragon. shield. Tell you what, like after, after the Tigers' week of, <laughs> of proving to be fucking homophobic bigots, you don't fucking, you you don't want to start. All I can say is fucking lift, troops. Glenn. Fucking respect the troops, Kay. respect the troops, respect the troops. <laughs> Storm and rabbits, who you got? Storm. I'm going. I'm going the storm at home, just just based on that's about the only thing that that I think will will separate them. Both both teams are very fucking good in the preseason. Um, both have recruited well, uh, and fuck what what a game to start the start the year with. But I yeah. I, I yeah. just think Melbourne will be uh, will be slightly too good. And is it true that I I thought I saw something the other day saying that the Rabbit Hose have never won in Melbourne. Ever, Ooh. which is a which is a fucking incredible which is an incredible hoodoo statistic to think about. Yeah, well, but yeah, I'm so inclined to think they've the played storm. they've played thirty three, the storm of one twenty eight, the rabbits of one five. Oof. Okay, well, there you go. Maybe so, it's over one at Amy Park or something. Yep. So the, um, la- the last meeting, um, yep, storm one, then the storm were at home. Um, yeah, the. Looking at it, yeah. So I would, I would, I can't verify they've never won, but um, fuck me, like the storm of one. They never won. We, yeah. yeah, I think it'd be a great yeah. game, Look, but and, and it, it's round one. It's just round one. You just don't know what the fuck's going to happen anyway. So, like, look, you just got to go with the, yeah, the, the last start. The storm are always solid. The storm yep. are always well prepared. They're the defending premiers. At least in round one, you're given the benefit of the doubt. Correct. Okay. Friday night, first game, pub slot game. Newcastle Knights take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in Newcastle. Mm, just just based this on... This is going to be the shittest game of the ground. The quality of the sides. Mm, not sure, but I think yeah, Newcastle... I don't know about that, but... Knights at home, first up, you got to go. Yep, Tex Hoy in the side. <laughs> Full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> the Broncos take on the Eels in the uh, the main Friday night game coming from Suncorp Stadium. Just having a look there to see if there's any. Both sides, you know, seem to be relatively settled and unchanged from what we expected them to be to start off the season. If there's one thing Parramatta seem to do, it start seasons very well. Yeah, I agree. Um, yes, Brad, Brad Arthur seems to have a pretty good preseason regimen. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I expect, if for no other reason, Parramatta to just be a little bit fitter. Than, than the Broncos who have have probably just been listening to to Kevy whinge about how how mean Corey Parker is. And don't forget they've you know they they've, they've brought in the brain genius as well to you know fucking done 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 that fucking guy no. with his daughter with the Instagram and the oh fucking that business. that cunt that was trying to say that like he he knew somebody that came back from an ACL injury in six hours because someone told them that that's what was possible. Because they wished and believed and achieved the, the mind, lot of fucking. The mind casual. only knows what it knows. Well, yeah, fucking. <laughs> thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. Go eel straight up. I tell you. I tell you what. Go and get one of your fucking grandkids, because I assume you are well past the fucking age 
where anyone would let you put your decrepit losing dick inside them and will verify that little baby's never heard of fucking gravity. <laughs> wow. You fucking idiot. You are one, you are one right, step mate. away, one step away <laughs> from being a fucking flat-earthing anti-vaxxer. Like, medical information like that is fucking dangerous. I think... Uh, the Warriors <laughs> take on the Gold Coast Titans. I think Blake Austin will play well in the <laughs> Parramatta vs. Brisbane game. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Eels, I mean, the, the Broncos have given us nothing in their off-season oh, preparation, their trial form. There's, there's, there's no, they've given us absolutely nothing to, to hang our hat on. Yeah. They're not going to start getting tips in games until they've fucking strung a couple together and shown us that they're a different side. Yep. Warriors versus the Gold Coast Titans. This one's being played in the Central Coast. Wade Egan should be playing despite an elbow injury uh, that, he, that he acquired in the in the trial against the Titans. Um, otherwise, yeah, once again, yeah, what people would you know what people would expect. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's give a, a start yeah. off to I the Titans. I think the Titans hey? pick yeah. up where they where they the left Titans off last year yep. through the forward pack. I think that they'll be too strong for New Zealand. Yep. Agree. The Sydney Roosters versus the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles at the SCG. Home of the 1987 Grand Final, um, Kiri suffering from a hamstring injury, but should be should be okay to play. Um, what was that other issue they had today? They had old mate who, who was fucking up. Was it Radley? Oh, he's been he suspended for tackling something. So he's been suspended. So he's yeah. So he's yeah. he's not going to be there either. Yep. Uh, the Manly side. At this point, we have no fucking idea how that side's going to line up. I don't understand the. The, the mental gymnastics around mind games with team selections in the first round out of that top 21. But that, that is almost certainly not going to be the site. The, the one, the 17 that we see there on the list is almost certainly not going to be the, um, the 17 to take the field. Uh, but now, you know, what, is Walker going to play fullback? Who fucking knows? Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Put it away, mate. The simplest explanation for something is very often true. And I think the explanation that Des Hasler is absolutely so fucking cooked that hammers won't go near him is far more <laughs> likely, and that that side is exactly how it will run out. One to seventeen. That's it. <laughs> uh, and of course, obviously, mainly thirteen plus. I mean, they love start like yeah. You know, if there's one thing I know from Des Hasler sides, they start seasons fucking fast. Like they always win the first game of the season, and yeah, and this year will be no 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 exception to that rule. Yeah, and of course I'm kidding. The last time I can't remember the last time Manly won in round one, it just doesn't fucking happen. It's not a it's not a, a, a tradition that we uphold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Having said that though, the Roosters, uh, yeah, as I said, they're they're old, they're 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 past it, and I'm Manly with a good win coming up for the fans in round one. The Penny Panthers. <laughs> Does no one else get to add anything? Cowboys Saturday night. Oh, sorry, people. You, me and Jar were having a conversation, and he was interjecting as I was saying it. So you should have taken your chance. You can have your say. Go. Let us. I actually thought you were starting to fade a little bit there from the fucking vlog no, no, because you've I'm, been drinking. Right on top. I'm right on top. I thought you were going to start. I start editing, editing, editing out some snoring or something. No, uh, I I disagree with everything you said about Manly and Roosters by thirteen plus. The Penny Panthers versus the North Queensland Cowboys out at Panthers Stadium on Saturday night. 
standard Penrith side. Nothing, nothing unusual there. Cowboys, as per the program yeah. as well. Penrith, Penrith by a long way. Once again, I mean, for me, yeah, yeah for for me, it's just it's the same you know principle as you know the Storm. You know, you got to go off the you know, you got to go off the way they ended the season, and surely you know, that means the Panthers, you know, was you know, kind of crushing and demoralizing defeat. But before that, like they're playing well, <laughs> so, so I think that they'll they'll and, have and no problem. It's, at, it's season, at home. The the potential for some more impact from some of those young, more energetic players is is greater as well. While they're probably a little bit quicker to get match fit um, mm. than than a than an aging Cowboys side. Okay, we're agreed 13 plus on the Panthers then. Uh, the Raiders take on the West Tigers Sunday afternoon at GIO Stadium in Canberra. If I Canberra know one Canberra. thing, if I know one thing about Tigers playing Canberra in Canberra, <laughs> it's, uh, it's at the Tigers. You've got a 50 agree, banger coming I mean, your way. I think the Tigers will definitely put 50 on the Raiders and it will embarrass the lime green. Um, in a way that they're not accustomed to uh, to open seasons and certainly when playing the Tigers in Canberra. But this is a new era for the West Tigers. Uh, and uh, oh, what's the what's the what's the new part? The coach is the same. Who? What's the new era? It's typically it's the, the not Dane Laurie era. Is the new era, Nathan. So, uh, and oh, you're calling that already, yeah. are you? Yep. Before a game's been played, kind of a thing. <laughs> 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 no, the, the Tigers will the Tigers will shock the rugby Look, league world. The Raiders, the Raiders by how many? By winning in round one. You heard it, you heard it here first from Glenn, yeah. and I'm sure that I'm sure that, I'm sure Jay doesn't agree. But under under the terms of Glenn's return to the show, Jay, of course, will not be commenting <laughs> or watching any West Tigers games That's ever it. again. It's one of the perks. That is one um, of the perks. I never, I never have to see the fucking blight <laughs> on rugby league. It is David Nofaluma. <laughs> Un- unless it's Billy Kickow fucking making him hold his pocket. That's the only time the I'll have to suffer through it. The Dragons take on the Sharks at Jubilee. Sunday night, 6.15. So this is a real battle of um, two of the more uninspiring sides. I mean, you know, of, of course, coloured by the whole, you know, big brother, little brother rivalry thing that the two fan bases carry on with each other and i mean now with you know with hook and and uh you know lobbing in at the dragons there i mean i guess these two sides are closer than they've ever been you know with the the whole mutual interest in you know general racism mm. so look i t- this is it's so it's so un- this this is like a classic oh. one of those old monday night football games yeah. where I'm, my, just looking my issue thinking, is I'm so fucking uninspired looking looking at the dragons trial form which is all i've got to go off yeah, they played exactly zero defense. Yep, and by that I mean any tackles that were registered in that trial game were coincidentally when the attacking player hit a nasty soft patch of dirt and tripped over. Yep, there were zero tackles actually made by St George. Um, they're they're in fucking dire straits defensively, and unfortunately that was one of the issues Penrith had. When Hook was around, uh, it's going to be a fucking long season for Dragons fans, and I expect it to start off with a fucking king-size worthy I think the, the journey to a wooden spoon starts with a single step in a meaningless game and a loss to Cronulla on a Sunday night in March.
Okay, that's it. First episode of the season, episode 380. Thanks for listening, everyone. As Ooh. always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And in fact, I set up one of those those Linktree pages uh, the other day just to make it a lot fucking easier for everyone to get to all the links and uh, you know and all the diff- various destinations, social medias, Ooh. the website, the shop, you know, to get the podcast and the various feeds from your know, Apple Podcast to Spotify and so do on. We, do we so, have an you know, OnlyFans? As well, it's, it's 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 you know that's the next step. I just haven't I haven't fully got it set up yet. But um, so so the the, the whole you, you go to the the uh, linktree slash twill nation. So it's like l i n k t r dot e e forward slash twill nation. And if you go there, you'll find the links to everything: the Facebook community to join up, the Facebook page, Twitter, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, fucking all that shit. Um. What else have we got here? Now, we've moved to a new hosting provider this year, so bear with us if there's some hiccups in the whole process. But um, to be sure you get the new episodes before everyone else, make sure you just unsubscribe and resubscribe to refresh the the uh, the feed that's going into your podcatcher. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you know, get on it, of course. Um, if you want to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And... Uh, We've got some big things coming up this year as well with other ways you can support the show to be continued once we've got them set up over the next couple of weeks. Now, memberships, as always do with memberships, they're going to be going on sale over the next week and you're going to have a couple of weeks to get on board before we close them off. Absolutely the best way to support the show. Um, and this year, we like our intention is to be far more organized with our merchandise releases and we're going to start to tick off some of those long-standing requests that people have been asking for you know, over and over, over the last couple of years and things yep. we haven't done for a while things we haven't done for an even longer while and just things that people are kind of demanding so you know the way we may play it is we may put you know the two two or three top of mind items up for a vote or something yes. and then the winner of that vote will get made and the way it'll work is there'll be a pre-order period of, of short period like two weeks it'll make it and it's done and these drops will be out and gone so uh, and if you miss out you miss out but one thing we will be doing about the same time as the memberships go up we'll be doing a hoodie for this year as well this year we'll do a different style of hoodie than we've done uh, for the previous ones and uh, I'll put them up for pre-order at the same time as the memberships That's and it. once again as per the other stuff they'll be you know pre-order or miss out and once the drop's done, it's done. There'll be no extra stock carried or anything. We're going to keep these things kind of limited as well for the people that really want to jump yeah. on. Um, the other thing also, is de- dealing with... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Dealing in a, a COVID world. Mm-hmm. Go, gone are the days when when factories will let you reorder or top up or, or things like that. So it just means that we've got to be pretty pretty brutal with, uh, with deadlines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with the memberships, I'm just waiting to hear back from a couple of suppliers on uh, on the, the last the last piece that we're going to throw in there. Um, with there's def- there's going to be a, a t-shirt in there this year for sure. There's going to be the usual stickers in there plus some other stuff as well. Um, and yeah, they'll be up for to be able to be purchased over the next week. Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to fucking uh, our old mate Super Grover Dave, uh, who late last year when um, I produced those uh, those Leonardo smirking meme. Cam Munster, Queensland State of Origin, one in a row t-shirts uh, after the Origin series at the end of the year. Uh, I sent him an additional shirt with the uh, with with the plan being that you know being a Storm super fan and one of those types of fans that goes to the open training sessions and does all that sort of stuff and has access to the players at times that he'd be able to find a way to get that shirt into the hands of um, Cam Munster and uh, the little fucking redheaded monster delivered. 
and uh, send us photos. Uh, they're on Twitter and on our on our Facebook page. But uh, yeah, we got a picture of Cam Munster with his shirt, and apparently he loved it. And uh, yep. some of the other storm, some of the other storm players that were also Origin players as well were highly envious and wanted one as well. Isn't it but, amazing? Um, you get to you know you got to get the drops when they get, get dropped, mate. Whatever that so, fucking Gronk has lived through 60, 60 years of life, and finally. There's a moment of fucking redemption to wipe away the absolute travesty of a wasted time on this earth that he has lived up until that one moment of handing over a t-shirt. So, kudos to him. <laughs> yeah, now, this year as well, uh, yeah, we're going to be more diligent with putting up the game threads on Facebook and Twitter as well after games. And uh, given that we've got the recaps split up from the previews and things like that, you know, the, the Sunday night episode with the recaps, obviously yep. we're going to have um, a strong focus on uh, you know game tweets and things like that from listeners. And then the, the general mailbag will then you know remain on the Wednesday yeah, episode and there'll That's be sort it. of a division of that you know between the news and the various sections on the shows yep. we've got some new uh new segments coming in as well got a segment here for the advice advice from the from the two dads so uh if you have any uh personal crises crises that you just can't solve you've tried you've been you've been to medical you've been to mental health practitioners and you haven't been able to get to the bottom of it if you want to solve your problems of your life then make sure you send us an email to business at thisweekinleague.com and uh, let us know that you've got a, you've got a, a, a question for your dads and uh, you need some advice and it's time to, you know, sit on your dad's knee and uh, <laughs> let him, let him, uh, let him solve all, let him solve all your problems. That's it. So it's, it's great. It's, it's great. It's great Thanks, to have buddy. fucking real dad back. I've got to say um, he's a, uh, He's drunk. A, he's drunk a little bit more this episode than I, than I thought. I didn't even know that drinking was on the cards, but he was already he was already uh, was bit, three or four soldiers down before the, we hit record. Tamp at the nerves a little bit. <laughs> yeah, how many did you fucking do? You did like over. You, you did. Did you do three hundred or you did, I mean, you did like two fifty? You must have done. You, ha- you haven't fucking. Them up. <laughs> you haven't tampered them. You fucking sarin gassed them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also have a brand new segment starting this year uh, due to one of our one of our esteemed long-term listeners who uh, has asked to remain anonymous is donating weekly a uh, an Amazon or, or iTunes gift card you know whatever uh, whatever you choose and this new segment will be called the this week in league family friendly happy hour. For, for and the idea is that we're going to ask for submissions from our listener group for anything awesome and rugby league related from uh, from the kids, and so we're going to make this is video, right? Video footage, so they'll be yep. put up. We're going to have uh, submissions every week, and they'll be put up on our YouTube page, and you'll be able to jump on there, look at the submissions, and then vote for your favourite one, and each week the winner will uh, will score that gift card. And I think we'll cut the age off at 15. So we'll, we'll make it that, uh, that 15 is the cut-off age, and let, let's try and make the videos family-friendly. Uh, no, no fucking innuendo or trying to get the kids to, <laughs> to be a part of anything they shouldn't. 
and uh, make sure there's also uh, no, nothing in the videos that YouTube's gonna gonna kick up a stink about. So you know, no mm-hmm. copy copyrighted music, um, anything like that, that that YouTube could get pissy about. Uh, but we'll have the email address in the next episode for you to send those to. Awesome. Anything you'd to like to add before we wrap it up, fellas? This is fun. Didn't realise how much I've missed it until uh, until we we got stuck into it. So a- even last night it was it was good just to shoot the shit a little bit and and um, you know it's it, it's good. So I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. the uh, the invitation. We had a bit. We had a bit of a, just for, just for just for the people listening. We had a bit of a, like a an equipment test sort of uh, test run last night. A bit of a chat just to you know make sure everyone knew what they're doing with the remote recording and all that sort of thing, and uh, worked out well. So uh, look, it's good to have you back. It's great to be back. If I could also just if I could just pay a compliment to uh, to stepdad Jay. Uh, mm. I've known you a long time, mate. I have, and when I first met you, you were you're an abject train wreck, if I'm honest with you. But just when I saw you last night, I made the comment that you look you dead set look ten years younger, and uh, you're putting the hard work into yourself. And uh, you you know it hasn't it hasn't uh, had a great effect on on how you treat others, namely myself. But you, you're looking the part, mate, and you, you've put in the hard work, and you deserve all the rewards and all the accolades that come your way. So, kudos to you. Thank you. Um, the the one accolade that I want more than than any other uh, is to run the world's most fucking idiotic fake jersey Ponzi scheme, uh, and, <laughs> and have you be his friend on Facebook, <laughs> and, a, and and actually actually rip off. Uh, people that you know in real life rip them off of their hard-earned money, do absolutely nothing to make things right, um, and still have you support me uh, when I just, when I want to do fucking just because F45. I look like I've got AIDS. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's uh, that's what I want. Well, you, let's just say you're on the right track. <laughs> on that note, you're going to the gym and you got to shit on that, jersey. On that note. <laughs> It's great to be back, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll and uh, and I'll I'll uh, echo echo that on behalf of the other two as well. Uh, while they just start gig- while they keep giggling like little bitches, and uh, we'll see you next week. That's see you on Sunday, see I should say, or well, Sunday night with the first oh. recap episode. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.